2: all right it is a tuesday power panel will be here there's some traffic around the station Uh, paul has made it in uh jan morgan has not gotten here yet rd has not got here yet so uh, they will be with us uh, to talk with us here on the uh, the ellswick show here
3: in uh, a few moments yeah a few minutes ago i drove through on university and there was a a car that was smashed up in the and a, a big fire truck was blocking about three lanes of traffic. All right. Well, for our first hour, we're going to talk about
2: immigration. And look, the president, I think, yesterday said what's on most of our minds. To be Well, unless you happen to be ultra liberal or a leftist of some sort and can't understand about coming into the country legally. And here's what the president had to say. You got that that segment from the president, that that sentence that we we got from him about nobody can come in this country unless they come in legally. Is the bottom line nobody's coming into our
4: country unless they come in legally.
2: There you go. That's right. what he said. Let's try. Listen. Tell me if this is there's any any problem understanding this. Is the bottom line nobody's coming into our country unless they come in legally. I don't think that there's that's pretty, any problem. It's pretty clear. That's pretty clear, and
3: and you know if if people are running at a fence or a gate and throwing rocks, that that might be a hint. You don't want those people on the same side of the gate that you're on. I mean, that it might be a hint. I mean, uh, maybe I'm weird, but it's it's uh, that 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 might not be a bad um assumption to make that if they're throwing rocks at you while you're standing behind the gate and they're asking you to open the gate that maybe you don't actually want to let them in
2: now here here's the other thing that's come out of this narrative from the left there were women and children present why did you fire tear gas and of course yesterday we had border patrol on we had michael cutler on we talked about all of that and the Border Patrol yesterday asked a question that I thought was very uh, apropos for the situation, and that's this. If you're a mother or you're a father, why, under God's blue sky, would you have your children in front of a bunch of people throwing rocks and whatnot uh, on the border of the United States? Why would you put your children in harm's way like that? i gotta, I got to say... I
3: challenge any parent to tell me that they would do that. Well, and and the, the, the to answer the question, why would you use tear gas? Because you don't want to use bullets.
2: Well, yeah, that's – exactly. You know who uh, came up with that whole idea? Obama.
3: I mean – That it, is his directive. It's still in force. Well, because when people are throwing rocks, th- that's an indication that you don't want them to come across. That's an indication that th- those are the kind of people you don't want to let in, and – and tear gas is is a non lethal, pretty harmless way of, of dealing with a situation. I, 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 I think you know if it if it gets bad enough, um, birdshot is not a bad idea. But that, that's tear gas is probably a, a less harmful um,
2: okay, solution. So this is what the National Border Patrol Council President had to say about this: this is the National Border Patrol Council President on why they used tear gas.
5: Yeah, there were children in the caravan we know that the president has admitted it and he admitted that tear gas was used so you just put two and two together and you get four whatever The president says, um, and certainly we should welcome a review. I would hope CBP and DHS welcome a review of what happened. No one wants this to happen to CBP. I do not believe that CBP agents woke up that morning wanting to use tear gas on women and children. Mm -hmm. But it was a it was a crisis created by rhetoric and policy from this administration. that put CBP in a position that they didn't need to be in. Um, And I think it's, it's worthy of a review that Mexico is asking. Brandon, is there any defense? for using tear gas on children.
1: Okay, first and foremost, the the tear gas was not deployed at the children. The tear gas was deployed to disperse the crowd. The children were being used as human shields so that these grown males could stand behind them and throw rocks. Aaron, I have worked groups in the desert. Does that, okay...
5: Okay, but can I just ask you a question? Even if that's true, and I'm not saying it is, but even if that's true, and those women and children were being used in that way, would would it still be okay to tear gas them?
1: um, Under the Obama policy, absolutely. This policy that we used was an Obama-written policy, and it was used in 2013 at the same port of entry. Unfortunately, this wasn't even a port of entry where the tear gas was being used. This was between the ports of entry where people were trying to enter the country illegally, instead of trying to do it. Legally. And, and so we look at the coverage and we say, this is completely and totally disparate coverage. Why wasn't this covered in 2013? But all of a sudden, it's an issue now when we're acting under the Obama policies. Juliette?
5: So, can I say, I, I, I've been hearing this talking point, and so, you know, more specifics would be helpful from the union that you represent Here's about what, what you're says. talking about. I don't want to get into the details. What we do know, want and what you details. and, and the union matter. wanted, was more aggressive use of force at the border. You got it. You also got military support, which you asked for. You got okay, it. Okay, so stop then, it right there. Just stop that it that right that there. That Here's what that you that said, and this
2: is what he goes after, and rightly so. You asked to use, you know, more force. No, they did not. Border crossing people did not ask to use more force. All they did is they needed some help on the border, securing the border. That was it. They did not ask for For the ability to use more force. And by the way, if they had wanted to use more (coughs) force, then all they would have had to do is to put... Real bullets in their rifles, and then that would have been
3: using really more force. Bottom line: well, and the, and the the distinction here, or one distinction here, is that they, they've crossed a the line by by making themselves look more like an invading force. Mm-hmm. It's it's one thing for someone to to um, immigrate even illegally. For, for work purposes, but it's another thing to actually make a show of storming the gate while throwing rocks. It's It, it looks like a, a, an actual violent invasion.
6: Well, I tell you what, we have laws and we have all laws in place, and we have government that was ordained to uphold the laws that we have in place. Now, if we decided we were going to take a building here in town and 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 we were going to overthrow throw it and we were going to throw rocks at them as citizens, we're going to take over a federal building and throw everybody out of it and uh, break the law. Uh, we'd be treated the same way. We, the people outside this country have to abide if they want to come into this country. They have to abide by the same laws that the people in the country abide by. If you don't want to abide by the laws, go somewhere else. Right. Go and, somewhere. And else. that's a, that's an interesting analogy because
3: you know if say say I wanted to talk to the mayor mm-hmm. and maybe he's at the police station at a meeting or something of that nature. And so I come up and start throwing rocks at the police station mm-hmm. and demanding to send the mayor out, you know, what should I expect? Yeah, it's not going
6: to be the welcome way, I can promise <laughs> I, I, you they're that. They're probably not going to open the doors you know and let me in. <laughs>
7: you know, what? There's, there is a huge difference between immigration. And invasion. But unfortunately, too many people in and America anarchy. don't understand the difference between those two words. So what we're talking about here, and I think that there's a reasonable, uh, you know, there is a definite reason to assume and that these people are invading rather than attempting to immigrate because they are clearly determined to push their way in and avoid the laws and circumvent the laws that we have in place that other people are utilizing and waiting in line.
6: If so. you, Yes. Like you're saying, if you reward a bully that doesn't want to abide by the rules, the bully that doesn't want to abide by the rules does not get better. The problem gets right, worse. And it makes, you it, have it to makes a
7: mockery of our whole legal system. Yes. So, yeah. That's. And,
3: and, and Unfortunately, that's sometimes how this government works. I was at a I was at a, um, a quorum court meeting a while back, and I was, I was trying to patiently wait my turn to have my say. While other people were basically interrupting the interrupting the, um, the meeting, yelling, and um, and they got to talk. And guess who didn't get to talk? You. Yes. And yes. so, they uh, and they in, took away your
2: First Amendment in, rights. In, and that's in,
3: exactly what they do. In, in retrospect, I, I would have been better off to have interrupted the meeting and um, and, and been a little bit more assertive. And gotten my gotten an opportunity to have my say, but I was attempting to follow what what I thought were the rules, but probably rules the, of order, yeah. maybe, maybe
6: the rules changed due to some lack of leadership or something of that nature. Well, too many times a person at the head of the meeting, if it starts getting out of hand, he shuts it down instead of making everybody abide by the rules that they'll shut the meeting down. But, uh, hey, I do not believe in rewarding bad behavior in those kind of instances because those people will be back. If if you let somebody get away with something once, Mm -hmm. they will be back. So you need to stand your ground and you need to say, hey, if you want in this country, if you can't abide by the laws before we give you citizenship. You're not going to abide by the laws after we give you citizenship. And I think this is just like the people that were trying to trip up Jesus when they were asking him questions. The Mm -hmm. truth was irrelevant. They knew the truth. These people know that these people are breaking the law. They know they're an angry mob. Mm-hmm. They're not the kind of people that we want in this country because they don't abide by the law. The Democrats know the truth. All they're doing is trying to throw rocks at the president. I right, a, but can we get ahead. to the
7: deeper problem? Can we get, Can we get? Can we dig a little deeper and go to the real root of this problem? Do you know why this? Because we're talking about we're talking about the migrants and how angry we are that they're trying to force their way in and invade our country in violation of our immigration laws. We're talking about president trump and whether or not people like or don't like the way he's handling it but the real root of the problem is the fact that millions of american citizens with voting rights do not understand what's at stake here and are supporting this invasion that's the root of the problem because if you didn't have such a large population of people not looking deeper at what's really at stake here then we wouldn't have to worry about what the president does or doesn't do because these people wouldn't be coming over because ICE could enforce the laws and do what they needed to do to stop an invasion. In
3: the meantime, we've, we've got a bad government policy that is practically sucking them across. We do
7: need immigration reform. Well, we no, I'm, do. Not, I'm not talking
3: about the immigration policy. I'm, I'm talking about the welfare policy. I'm I thought you were about talking
7: about the, the asylum policy. Well, well, well like that's, that's, <laughs> a, that's, a,
3: that's an interesting issue that's probably a, – a, In a, itself. A, it is. And um, – but just the welfare policies that we have, the, the, from what I understand, the federal government forces states to give um, illegals free public school. That's a huge welfare program. That was them. determined by the Supreme Court back in the fifties, and the states should disobey it. I'm
7: sorry, and, and, this, and beyond the, that, Court is the political wrong. correctness uh, part of enforcing that. You know, I've been told by school teachers around this state that they're not even allowed to ask when, nope, when a, when they a are kid not. comes to enroll in the school, and the parent, this person, says, "I'm the parent," and they can barely speak English, and they can't get provided you with any records of their kid's background, no grades, no immunization records, I mean, nothing. You're not allowed to ask them if they're here legally or illegally. Well, and, and, against
3: they're, the, and, and they're not even allowed to, de- to deny them the welfare program if it, if it is determined that they're here illegally, which is hogwash. I mean, sorry. The, the, the states need to disobey the Supreme Court.
7: Okay, so what's the solution to the root of the problem? Because nobody wants... I, 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 want I want someone here to answer that. I've talked about the root of the problem, which is the root of many of our problems in America, which is the education level of the voters in America and how much they really are looking seriously at what the long-term implications are of their actions. And the reason we have a constitution and a bill of rights and the reason we have law, you know, President Trump ran saying we're going to be, we are a nation of laws. We're going to to enforce the laws.
3: Well, the, the fact is that, that public education has been highly successful at promoting a bunch of hogwash ideology. It has been, it has been a, a but huge... But why is that?
7: Why? Be, why? Because good people letter. like us sit back, and we're all and working, we're all busy. we're not storm the school board. We're not, yeah, we're not sitting... Right. We're, that's we, that's I what we say should that. be doing. I want to announce... We should that.
2: be bum-rushing the school board. I just
7: want to announce that I'm not one of the we's. I actually did, much to my daughter's uh, you know, disgust... You know, every night sat down with her. I know what's in her history books. I know what was in her math books. I know what was in her English books. I mean, I was all over her stuff. Back, back when they were actually giving them books, they don't, yeah, give, them books they, don't give them books anymore. Books anymore. See how old I am. <laughs> back when they used to have school books, textbooks. But you know, seriously, and I know a lot of parents out there are saying, "Well, look, I work for a living. By the time I get home at seven o'clock, and then I got to run the kids to baseball or football practice. And then by the time we get them home, they got to eat dinner and take a bath, and there's hardly any time for homework. And you got to rush through that. And you know, people are exhausted." Uh, Because it takes nowadays just about two people working in a family to pay the bills.
2: All right, let's take a break. We'll come back because uh, Jan has asked a very important question. Secondary uh, thing is, is that our media and a lot of other people are not talking about what's really going on at the border. You know, there's supposedly all these people coming in for, quote, asylum. When we know, beyond a shadow of a doubt, we had Michael Cutler on yesterday who explained it all, read government testimony to you that Iran is behind a lot of this and they are funding it and the Hezbollah and Hamas are using this to try to bring their people into our country for uh, groups, terrorist cells, to uh, do damage to our country and to kill our citizens. That's bottom line. Till you wake up and understand that's going on, and you just think this is a, a feel-good thing? This is a war, folks. It is a war. we got more to talk about when we come back on the Dave Ellswick Show. Give me cut one
8: and ask for a work permit and then be allowed to to go to the United States. Okay, Gabby, just
5: stay on this for a moment because some people look at these images and they listen to the president who says it's not women and children, it's stone cold criminals. So my first question is, you're in that tent camp. Besides that family, give us the profile of who is there mostly and what are they looking for? Because it seems as though, to your point, they don't actually have the necessary information so they know how to across the border there could have people there could be people yesterday who were running because they thought it was their only chance
8: Right. And it's very difficult because this has become such a polarizing issue. If we kind of take a walk, you'll, you'll be able to see for yourself. Again, this is the inner sanctum of That's the shelter.
2: Not, listen, uh, this so, is an MSNBC uh, You're, you're going to see a reporter. lot of families here, listen a lot of uh, women and children. But
8: the, the truth is the majority of the people that are part of this caravan, especially outside, if we can make our way all the way over there, uh, we'll show you the majority of them are men. So uh, when this becomes a polarized political issue in the United States, you have people on one side uh, that point and say, there are women and children here and that is true. And then there are others who point and say uh, these are, are men that, that are trying to cross the border and that's true too. Um, from what we've seen, the majority are actually men uh, and some of these men have not articulated that need for asylum. Instead, uh, they have talked about you know going to the United States for a better life and to find work. Uh, but if we come this way here, we're just going to uh, leave. This is where, where there's a, a food bank that's set up and you've got a long line of men. Early we saw about five six hundred men standing in line waiting for uh, food and it looks like that's dwindled down but this is the outskirts and we're gonna pass through here I'm gonna show you where there are some uh, there's some police officers and uh, and this is the this is the outer perimeter this is where we're starting to see uh, a large portion of uh, police that are forming up on each side of the caravan so uh, this is the outskirts over there way down down by those trees there are police many police in riot gear and we don't know if they are here to actually protect the migrants uh, which is another thing that we've heard because there are people here in tijuana that want these migrants to leave or they're here because they may make some sort of incursion into the shelter and try to remove some of the people that were involved uh, in yesterday's skirmishes guys a lot of confusion all around Got yeah there much, you go Schwartz.
2: bottom line uh yeah there's some women and children there But there's a whole lot more men there, and and finally, some people are reporting on it, that MSNBC took this long to figure out that there were more men than there were women and children. And I ask again, if you're a mom and you had your children, would you be on the border of that fence going through a hole in the fence and uh, get upset because tear gas was being shot and the, the crowd was being told to disperse and understand who's in these crowds. We talked about it yesterday. Hamas, Hezbollah, they have arrested uh, quite a few ISIS members down in uh, Guatemala. Bottom line is, we're in a war here. And it's not a war, I think, with Central America. It's a war with the Middle East and with Islam. They're trying to come in here to set up terror cells. How many times I gotta say this? How many times? Jan, how many times do I have to say this?
7: Every single day, every single minute of every day until people hear it. That's how often you have to say You I know, that's the answer to the problem. Remember before it, it the break, I said the root of the problem is that too many Americans, millions and millions of Americans, do not really know the truth about what's going on, and they're being deceived, and the media is playing a huge role in yes, this day. They are. as you said. And, and that's one of the reasons I got out of the media, by the way, uh, because the media is, it, by and large, not all of them, but by and large, they're misleading the people and misrepresenting the truth, which is... To me, that's criminal. I mean, when you All talk have- about, for example, Yahoo!, you type seconds. on the computer, go to Yahoo. What do they show you? They show you pictures of women and little children running from the fence because they've been sprayed with tear gas. They don't show you all the men, just the women and look. the little children. They don't look show
2: it. the men throwing rocks and hitting look. our border patrol guards. You look at France at London. Seconds.
6: You just need to go to London and look what's going in in London, and go to France and look what's going in France, and see what their immigration policies have got them, and you'll see Destroying where we're going. The that's right. Them. right. Got news. We'll be back. We got more coming your way.
2: Is the bottom line. Nobody's coming into our country unless they come in legally.
7: I love it. Thank right. you, Mr. President. St- standing up for the people. Absolutely. Putting this, America this is first. What he's supposed and to everything do. everything he's doing, America first. Yeah, that's, that's what, what he said he was going to was do. How many? How many people who run for office actually do that anymore? No,
2: yeah, you got that right. All right, let me run down the the crew here. Paul Calvert's here. Jan Morgan's here, and of course, Artie Hopper is here. They're all here today for the power panel. We're going to cover a lot of area today, so don't go anywhere. This hour is about immigration. Next hour, we're going to talk about uh, a problem with honeybees. And you go, honeybees? You know, the honeybees go away. You know what else goes away? How about every crop that you know of?
7: Potential environmental disaster.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Meltdown, apocalyptic stuff. I mean, seriously. We're going to talk about that. And then in the final hour, we're going to talk about Forest City. And how the mayor up there and the police chief up there, for some reason, can't figure
3: out what the Second Amendment is all about. Did uh, I hear they're having some trouble with complying with FOIA? FOIA,
7: yes. You know, that's, a, that's a criminal offense? Well, there's a way if they can get around it, it, and I can talk about that okay. when we come back. I, I
3: understand, though. If, if, if they truly are violating the, the FOIA request, it is an actual crime. Yeah, but, well. they,
7: but law enforcement has a loophole, and we'll talk about that well, in the in the 4 o'clock hour. Okay.
3: Yeah, we're going to have uh, sometime.
7: I mean, I've I think called the, the police th- chief and I've called the city attorney and I've asked them to call in the show. We'll see if they do. Mm-hmm. No, they won't. We. Well, are no, you kidding I, me. Well, they should because they, you know it's not us they're answering to; it's the public, and they they are after all they are public servants.
3: Do they know that? So
2: know <laughs> that know that uh, Steinbach will probably stop by during the show today as okay. well. Because of all the craziest things, did you happen to see this yesterday, guys? This is off of the front page of the Dem Gas. This had about uh, uh, that's three inches by about uh, maybe six inches of copy there, and then you go over to that's this is the rest of the story. And you mm-hmm. know what
7: it's all about?
2: This is supposedly important news about County, a dog biting something. County North Little No. They, this pe- these people lost their dog, and it, it was identified, but uh, the, the county or somebody kept it, and it got it got spayed and all this other stuff. Uh, county, North Little Rock, bitten by lost dog. Pets impounding violated due process. It's in federal court.
3: So, 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 so federal court. of all
2: the crazy crap I've ever seen, it's in federal. Federal freaking the,
3: court of all the things to waste time over but, amazing, uh, but so uh, I, from from what I understand, what happened was somebody's dog got out. These people had gone to quite a bit of trouble. I, just hold on, oh, we'll
2: get into it okay. later.
3: All right, we'll get into that later.
2: I I still want to come back to the immigration <laughs> thing because it's important. People don't realize how important this is. People probably you were right, Artie, when you said take a look at Europe. Yeah, take a real good look at Europe they have been bringing in Muslims for years in France and England. And over that time, and in Germany, and now, what's going on in those countries? You have terrorist attacks out the wazoo. you got rapes out the wazoo. You've got, in England knife attacks out the wazoo to the point that they're saying that they're going to make knives
7: illegal. To the point that d- citizens d- I mean, now crazy. are wanting their gun rights back because yes. they're tired of being attacked and sold
6: Their murder rate's higher than New York. We
2: all want to, you know, all the politicians want to run towards Europe and say, hey, let's do what they're doing because that's the way to do health care even though it's busting them. (laughs) And let's run over and do like Europe's doing and just throw our borders open even though it means the end of European civilization almost And you know
7: what's happening in Europe? They're all watching us with bated breath. Because they know that America is the last vestige of freedom. It is the last place on earth left to get it right. And if we fall to this the way they have, they just it's give over. up. It's over.
6: Exactly. They just throw up their hands and say, "Well, this is going to be." Because we're supposed
7: to be smarter than this.
6: Well, America was an experiment on self governments and people governing themselves without socialists or without a dictator taking care of them. And uh, we're more and more getting more like Europe all the time. And if we want to know what the future looks like with health care, if we want to know what the future looks like with open borders, just go over there and look over there. We send money to people in England to help take care of them and to help make sure that they get the health care that yeah, they need. Well, if, if it, I mean, we support people over there if, to try if, to help them out. We do not want to live in a socialist country or a dictatorship.
3: In and, 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 and so many cases, what's uh, I'm afraid the U.S. government is subsidizing a lot of these European countries in their stupidity. It, we're, we're providing them with, um, with military support, if I understand it correctly. And it's called NATO. Why, why, why is it that that we continue to do this. Why do they deserve the help?
6: Yeah, if they've got things figured out in Europe and things are so much better, why do we send billions of money dollars out to help people instead of them sending us? So, so sending us money. So, so we we give them basically
3: free or subsidized military. Well, President protection. Trump
7: is working on that. And President they, Trump has already us, approached Saudi Arabia. with this issue He's already, off in right. NATO. It's already said. Look, you know, if we're going to, we, we, we don't mind. For, you know. We don't mind supplying some military assistance here, but you need to pay for it. You've got all this oil, you've got all this money. It's going to cost you. So why, why why do they why do they deserve it for free?
2: Because they've been getting it that way, and no American president has had the testicular fortitude to stand up and say it needs to stop until pull, President Trump pull the And pig.
7: why? Because he's not a politician, and he's not for sale. When are we going to pull? Sale.
3: When are we going to pull all these little pigs off the teeth of the sow? How many have we pulled off on welfare? Not enough.
7: Well, they're still okay, whining today you. before, I left, before about, I left. How about Obamacare? Before I left to come to the studio, they were still whining about the tariffs. You know, President Trump, oh, what? You mean we're actually going to have to start being fair? We're going to have to actually have fair trade? Of course, President Trump is saying we want complete free trade everywhere, just free trade. That's the ultimate solution. But but no, China wants to have tariffs. Everybody else wants to have tariffs if you're using American products. But we're not supposed to no. do the same thing no, absolutely because not. then that would hurt them.
2: Hey, by the way, uh, Russ, do we still have uh, that cut? From yesterday, where CNN reported about how many migrants have asked for Mexico's help to return home, we don't have it. Okay, well, I did paraphrase. So they're
7: it. So n- now they're asking for help to return home.
2: Yeah, over eleven, over eleven thousand of these migrants who were stampeding away from Honduras and Guatemala and all those by. because. You know, they wanted asylum. You know, now we're to, saying, hey, we want to go back. Would you help us go back to our country? If maybe these people we're here are asylum. such good people
7: and they were willing to to risk everything to come to America for freedom so they can work, then why aren't they willing to risk everything to fix their own government? That's a good question. Well, I can tell you one not. reason. Well, because they're disarmed. Yeah. You know, well, that's part of the problem. That, part of
3: it. So maybe we need, instead of sending all this – foreign aid in the form of food maybe we should send guns
7: which is why our founders once again gave us the second amendment because they know when a citizen population is disarmed and the government's armed who's going to control everything that's why we fight so hard for this it's not about hunting it's not about self-defense it's about keeping tyranny it, at bay it, and all these countries that end up in major trouble and their citizens fleet, it's because they are suffering under a tyrannical government who has disarmed them and
2: i'll say one other thing and i agree and this was said yesterday by former arkansas governor huckabee and i'm going to quote him quote we have no obligation to open the doors if you are waving the flag of another country exactly i agree with i can't tell you how much i agree with that
7: actually we have no obligation to open the doors if you aren't waving any flag i mean we we have to secure our borders in today's Time. well i'm it, not going to open the border
2: up and and say come on in if the only thing that you have for identification is i'm a honduran america supposedly at least i was taught this may, may not be taught this anymore was the great melting pot people came here from all over the world and melted into being americans right well, yeah. That's not what we see anymore.
7: No, what they want to do is refuse to assimilate and that's what they've done in Europe. They don't, they don't assimilate their entire yeah, no pockets. Zone. Of, their entire pockets. Yeah, where police won't even go into because right. they're not welcome there. So they're turning other countries into the same excuse me, hellhole that they just left. Can I say that?
2: You can say yeah, hellhole. Okay. You okay, can so, say asshole. Yeah,
7: right. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> I'm a Southern belle. I got you. Yeah, I'm I hear with that you word Jen. out of my mouth. I'm with, so that's you as bad, as I, that. that's as, bad that as I get. You might hear that out
2: of my mouth but the, when but but I'm not on the air.
7: The president can say <laughs> it, but I've I can't. have been in
2: some of those countries. <laughs>
7: <laughs> yes, but see, they don't They don't come here really for a better life. They come here to take advantage of our entitlement system, and in the meantime, they do not assimilate, and they reproduce, and they destroy the country from within. That's uh, what they're And
6: for. they set up, And they set up schools to indoctrinate people. Just like Gulen that we've talked about, and uh, we did some research on him a couple of years ago, there are people setting up schools inside of America with Turkish teachers, mm-hmm. teaching wow. Islam. In Pennsylvania. Yeah, teaching mm-hmm. Islam with Turkish teachers, and mm-hmm. they have about 70 of these schools. And guess what? They're set up as charter schools. They're charter schools.
2: Oh, wow. And, Which yeah. means the, the government state funded. heard what they wanted to do and allowed them to do it. Right. And
6: these people, some of these people live on compounds. That's nah, Arkansas. Where you know. where well, actually, they there are 35. The, the Christian
7: Action Network did a documentary, which was premiered on Fox News as well, where they showed, they actually went in and showed video from 35 different Islamic training camps on American soil. Some of them here in the deep south, not far from our Arkansas border. And if you are not a Muslim, you cannot go in there. You cannot go in there now. The media doesn't want to talk about that, but by gosh, they sure wanted to talk about it when I said, "Well, if you follow, if you're a follower of Islam and adhere to Sharia law, you can't shoot at my gun range either." Now Mm -hmm. they were all concerned about that story, but they weren't concerned about the 35 Islam-only training camps. And
2: how fast did the story disappear of those people out in uh, was it New Mexico? that the uh, guy that was running from the law that was uh, a muslim out there and had the kids out there and was treat- teaching them how to be shooters of teachers and stuff right, I right. Remember how that. soon the, 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 how soon did that yeah, story they wait to stop
7: talking die. About that now, you turn that around, and if you had had uh, members of any or other um, How about a religious, supremacist a sect a yes, Christian group. teaching Christian children to to shoot and kill people who've refused to follow Christianity, can you imagine the media outrage over oh, that? Oh, sure. It would be an ongoing investigative documentary. it still be going on. It sure would. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: it would. Hey, you want a career working outdoors, serving the community, uh, moving yourself up the ladder of success, then apply. The PI Roofing, they're looking for people now. They are expanding, expanding their operations department to better serve their customers as they grow. Uh, Build your future with them. PI Roofing, Home Solutions, career opportunities now in commercial roofing and service, residential roofing and service, home solution uh, division, and you can make a difference together with PI Roofing. Send your resume to piroofing.com or call them 501-707-3551. Again, that's piroofing.com or 501-707-3551. Hey, don't forget about uh, Applied Research. Still looking for willing participants in their studies, exploring the safety and effectiveness of their investigational drugs, final tests for them to make sure uh, that they do exactly what they're supposed to do and are uh, able to be prescribed by your doctor or even be over the counter medications they got uh, studies on diabetics uh, they've got studies on acne asthma uh overactive bladder low testosterone in fact I'm going to do the low testosterone and I've been accepted to the study so I'm going to be uh, be doing it but I see now I do it to prove to you that there's nothing to worry about here There's nothing going to happen to you. You either get the stuff or you might get the sugar pill. In this case, it happens to be some kind of salmon. And and, uh, you guys are suddenly going to say, what's going on with Ellswick? He's like bulking up big muscles and he's chasing uh, his wife around the house like a crazy man. No more low testosterone, guys. I'm just saying. Anyway, uh, go to A.R. I look I love watching RD when I'm talking. Uh, <laughs> ARCarkansas.com. ARCarkansas.com or go to 501-954-7822. That is applied research. So keep that in mind. And uh, you can and you get paid for it by the way. You may it's a pretty nice little stipend. So uh, you might want to do that. Coming up in our next hour that's going to be up in about uh, 12 14 minutes, uh, we're going to talk about honeybees and what's happening to them. What's causing them to disappear, and uh, what we are to do about it? So we're we'll going to talk. This was brought to me by Jan. It's a serious, serious topic, and uh, this whole chemical thing that's going on. Uh, just to let you know, had a very reliable source bring me a whole bunch of emails that were going back and forth amongst scientists. That I got to read all of them tonight, and then I've got to get these scientists on and talk about it. The camera. We're going to talk more about that in the in the future here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Jan Morgan's here. Artie Hopper is here. And Paul Calvert is here on the Dave Ellswick Show, 101.1 FM. Uh, the answer you've been asking about, where are we on Facebook? We'll be back on Facebook in the near future. We're ordering the equipment today. It's been given the okay. And I know Jan's excited because she'll be able to get all uh, of her viewers hey. as well. Yes, sir. Ordered. It has been equipment. ordered. It has been ordered.
9: Yay! I I'm so have excited. been corrected
2: in a great way. We, it has been ordered, Good. and we're going to be able to do great things here. How How soon do you think it might be, Russ? I mean, you're going to be gone uh, Thursday and Friday. I haven't
6: gotten shipping information
4: yet, but I do have a tracking number, and you have it in your email. So, okay, you can sit there like a little
7: kid. I will, at Christmas which means you're going to go international. Watch,
2: pl- yeah. <laughs>
10: watch Santa's sleigh come
2: towards you. I will do that. I'm all excited about it. I appreciate it. You know how I am. He knows. He's been around me so long. He just knows how I am.
10: Dave has to be in the know of everything.
2: I have to know when it's going to get here. And if it's not here by the minute, I will be calling UPS or FedEx, whoever it is. And Please say, Where don't is bother
6: it? them, Dave. <laughs> One thing I've learned
2: in life, a slow boat is better than no boat. Well, I agree with that. <laughs> you got get it. got to get it here. But anyway, we'll, we're excited about it. Uh, Mm -hmm. here it is jan we got the mevo of course the camera's still here we just don't have it hooked up right now the mevo uh the mevo uh boost we're getting that which will give us two ways to shoot it out which we can feed to your facebook Facebook live
7: which is international yep 1.5 million people around the world will hear these
2: discussions on the world
7: that's right.
2: That's right. I look at Russ. He just looked at me. And he says, you are out of your mind. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am.
6: I've been yep, told that many be. a time. Yeah, they put us on worldwide, and we may have to start driving armored cars back and forth.
7: Yeah, I already do, so there we go. Yeah. But you know what? Hey, go this ahead. is a good thing because it, well, it goes right, right to the answer to the root of the problem that I keep trying that's to bring up because education. y'all don't want to talk about it, which is yeah. educating people with well, that's truth. That's
6: exactly right. Because
7: you're not going to hear it on mainstream media. And we talk about a lot of things here that people will not hear anywhere else.
2: Hey, Amy. In a attacks. non-politically
7: correct platform, well, you I You got might that add.
2: right. Yes. We're, we're, Amy, Amy hit us. She says –
7: Oh, Amy so wants to Islam. be here. She's, she's,
2: she's, Thursday, she'll be here all right, yes. with, the, with the right view. Islam is not a religion. It is a treasonous political ideology, which is why Jan was justified as a private American citizen and entrepreneur in saying, no Muslims allowed at my range. Well, she's allowed to tell anybody that because it's private property, her business. You
7: know what I have said for years: it is a terrorist organization that hides behind the mask of religion in order to achieve its mission of world domination. And until we, until it is a theocracy, Dave, it is a religion with a form of government attached to it. That is not so that therefore it does not deserve First Amendment protection. You cannot have First Amendment protection if you are a theocracy. You do not have First Amendment protected guarantees in the United States uh, under the Constitution and Bill of Rights if you're a theocracy. So that's why we need to start looking at it for what it really is. And until we do, and until the world does, we're going to continue to have these kinds of problems.
2: There you go. I mean, it's true. It's true. She's right. It is. She's not wrong. She's right. Well, also, since we're
7: on that subject, let me just clarify and say something else. When I made that decision, it was in 2015 when America was at the height. Three years ago. The height. Yes, and I'm still alive. Imagine that. After the (laughs) FBI told me that I was on the ISIS hit list, yes, I'm still alive. (laughs) Three years ago, but we were – that was the year that America had the most thwarted terrorist attacks ever in United States history on American soil. And I made that decision because I had studied Islam for 12 years and had worked with a counterterrorism is, uh, expert and done a show with him. And I learned a lot. And I just said, you know, if you align yourself with this ideology, then I can't allow you to handle lethal weapons next to people that your Quran commands you to kill. It's very simple.
3: Sounds pretty reasonable. Exactly right. right.
7: So, you know, I'm not a typical business. And even with all that set aside, ATF gives all federal firearms licensees complete discretion to turn away anyone at any time for any reason or no reason at all. If you have a gut feeling that someone might use a firearm in the commission of a crime, you have the right to stop that transaction. We're not a coffee donut shop. That right. You know, you've been in my range, and oh, so have you. Yeah, yeah. People are, with, are within a couple of feet of you handling sure, lethal weapons. And sure. so I'm sure it makes you feel better knowing that I vet every single person who comes in there to shoot. And because of that, we're one of the few ranges in America that can boast of a, being a 100% accident-free facility because we are very careful about Total who vet. we allow hmm. to shoot. Yes, yeah.
3: and, and the fact is, I think for the most part, you won't have um, – attacks like that in a gun range because the fact is there's so many of the rest of us who are armed we'll kill them i mean <laughs> sorry i mean the, the fact is someone comes in there and starts shooting people up they're not going to live very long
7: yeah true uh well certainly not at my gun range because there are not only people inside the range but people in the lobby sit and hang out you've seen my place it's like a it's like a hangout for veterans they love sitting in like we have big rocking chairs it's not yeah, a typical gun range yeah. by any means
6: yeah football so. jerseys and
7: Football jerseys on the floor that you yeah. walk in on. Yeah, yeah. Kaepernick jersey. That's another, I'm about as politically <laughs> like incorrect as you can be. Uh, that's, that's, uh, yes. All
2: right, well, we're going to take a break. Who is our special guest next hour?
7: It's a surprise, but he's going to talk about the potential environmental disaster, not only in Arkansas, but across America because of dicamba.
2: All right, we'll talk about it when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. We move into the 3 o'clock hour of the uh, Tuesday edition Dave Ellswick Show. We've got R.D. Hopper here, we got Paul Calvert, we've got Jan Morgan, and me, Dave Ellswick, with you as well. This hour, something a little bit different from my show, everybody thinks that I hate the environment, which is not true. I just hate stupid laws that say they're protecting the environment when, in fact, they're destroying the environment, like the forestry laws that they have out in California, which causes huge fires mm-hmm. and uh, and kills how many people was it now? Eighty something, ninety something. So we all people? know
7: you're not a tree hugger. No, not I'm not a tree guys, hugger. Right?
2: I, I am I, not a tree hugger by any stretch. As I always say, I'll go green when you save me green. That's right. why I use RD Hopper and and Sonny's uh, Auto Salvage. Mm-hmm. I used uh, one of their transmissions that saved me about twenty seven hundred dollars. So I I consider that
3: that kind of thing well, we'll a good just, we'll, thing. And just look at the look at the chicken industry. If it wasn't for people killing and eating chickens. Would there be nearly as many millions of these birds alive today? Well, look at hunting
2: deer. Yeah. Would there be as many deer as we have in uh, Arkansas as we have now? Yeah. And the well, answer to that so, is, of course, no.
7: So the reason I invited this gentleman to join us, his name is Richard Coy, and the reason I invited him is not because I'm an environmentalist. It's because the threat here is actually a potential environmental hazard. Yes, I mean, total uh, uh, catastrophe, number one. Number two, and we're not talking about saving animals. We're talking about saving human beings. Mm -hmm. And it's because bees are essential to survival of this planet. And I want to... Talk about what's happening in this state as well as 19 other states that is threatening the bee population. And this gentleman, Richard Coy, is a beekeeper. who's the largest beekeeper in Arkansas. Okay. And we got this big issue going on with this uh, pesticide called dicamba. And it's already led to the murder of one person in Arkansas. You know, farmers, I mean, it's really divided the farming people, farming industry, because you're either really for it or you're really against it. And it is destroying the vegetation. That bees use to survive, but before we get into that further, I want Richard to explain for people that don't know why is it that bees are critical to survival of this planet.
11: Well, bees uh, pollinate the uh, wild vegetation. They pollinate the food that we eat. Uh, it is said that one out of every three bites of food that we eat is contributed by bees or other pollinating insects, and uh, they're very they're very uh, important to uh, everything in the ecosystem. Exactly. And so I
7: watched a documentary about that, and it was shocking what will happen to this planet. They were showing what our grocery store shelves, our fresh produce shelves, would look like without bees. And it is it is horrifying. So uh, with that in mind... This issue of dicamba. Dicamba is something that was produced by Monsanto, correct? Yes, that's Which, correct. Yeah, Anybody who knows anything about Monsanto knows where we're headed with this now. So it is extremely destructive to outlying vegetation. How is that? How do we know that for a fact? I know there have been studies done, correct?
11: That's correct. So uh, University of Arkansas scientists and other scientists across the country uh, over the last three years have been doing research, and they have been able to see that once the uh, product is applied to the crop, even after seventy-two hours after application, it can turn into a gas, and then it moves and drifts around with the with the winds. And here in Arkansas, very seldom do we have winds out of the same direction three mm-hmm. to four days in a row. So right. it moves in all directions, and it is um, it is a auxin herbicide, which means it is it's a synthetic hormone, and it causes the plant to go into a reproductive stage, it alters the reproduction. So therefore, wild vegetation or other vegetation that it comes in contact with, it changes the reproduction. So how it affects bees is it does not produce pollen or nectar.
7: And it has cut your bee population. Dicamba, that you can directly connect to dicamba. How much has it reduced your bee population by?
11: Well, it has reduced our honey production in areas where the product is used by 50%. Mm-hmm. And if you have a 50% reduction in honey, then you have a 50% reduction in the health of the beehive.
7: Right. And you're not, you work with other beekeepers around the state. So is it the same story? Elsewhere?
11: Yes, it's the same story in the <laughs> eastern part of the state where the product is used.
7: Okay. So uh, the bottom line is there are farmers who really want this. And unfortunately what they use on their own crops doesn't stay on their own crops because as you talked about it drifted it's called volatizing isn't it and especially during the heat when when we get into June and July it moves even more now Dave I've traveled this state and I've talked to farmers all over Arkansas and they're telling me they've shown me pictures look what I don't use this on my crops but look what it did it drifted over and it destroyed my crop I have seen uh, I've talked to organic farmers who it totally destroys their livelihood because you as an organic farmer you can't even be within so many mile radius of any kind of uh pesticide certainly something like dicamba and i talked to a woman who has no organic farm that was her business and she said it put me out of business and i heard that on twitter you actually said that if this continues in arkansas if they're allowed to use dicamba that you're going to leave the state
11: That is correct. I will have no choice. I mean, I'm not doing this um, just because I enjoy it. I'm doing it because it's my living. Right. And I have to make a profit. And um, the only way that we can make a profit if this product is used is to leave the state. Mm -hmm. It's not something that I want to do, but it's something that I'll be forced to do. Okay, so Jan said 19 states
2: are using this product. The other states that are not. What are they doing to control weeds and the invasive species that are
11: attacking fields? Well, the 19 states have approved it so far for 2019. This past growing season, 34 states used the product. So I suspect all 34 states will use the product again in this growing season. 89 million (laughs) acres of soybeans were planted this past year, and it is expected 60 million acres of uh, dicamba-tolerant crops – And soybeans will be planted. There's also dicamba-tolerant cotton that is planted.
7: But here's the difference between our state and other states. Other states, the Department of Agriculture is overseeing the decision-making process that decides whether or not you can use this highly volatile pesticide. But in the state of Arkansas, up until now, we have this thing called the plant board, which is supposed to be a group of citizens, actual farmers, people who are professional farmers who make decisions that are in the best interest of the farming industry, okay? But now that has been politicized, and we have lost members of the plant board who voted to stop the use of dicamba, and they've been replaced with Monsanto-supportive people who support the use of dicamba. And the governor of this state is the one who makes those appointments. So, as you can see, the political side of this that has always been a protective barrier for us is now all of a sudden uh, being weaponized once again. And we might as well, I guess eventually we're going to be moving that over to a state agency as well. I've heard that that is the direction we're going, that now the Department of Agriculture will soon be in, in, in charge of this. So now you've got a state government in charge of its own business, the box guarding the hen house. So, so
3: maybe what's happening here is these these boards and commissions that are kind of supposed to protect the rights of Arkansans may actually be providing cover
7: when... For when, Monsanto. And, and so... Can so you understand how much money Monsanto has?
3: Well, well yeah. And so the, the the idea is that, you know, the, the government is supposed to uphold human rights. Mm-hmm. And one aspect of human rights is to, to uphold property rights. Right. If you're poisoning someone else's property... By allowing your your herbicide mm-hmm. or pesticide to drift over onto their property and killing their crops or killing right. or, or just poisoning their land, right. you're violating their rights. Right. My, my brother has a um, produce business where he grows um, um, something similar to organics. Mm-hmm. It's a different certification, but the thing is, he's got some 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 barriers to how how far he has to be away from um, from some of these herbicides and things like right. that. If I understand it correctly, and because of that problem, I think, because of the fact that this, these things do drift, and and it's basically poison. Mm-hmm. And, and so it is. Th- the fact is that how do we deal with this? We, want, we want, want to respect the property rights of the farmers, but we also need to respect the property rights of those around them. So if you can use something without it poisoning your neighbors – I guess that's okay. Here's what what you're dealing with, though.
7: Let me me just put it in perspective. Let's suppose that you have an industry like Monsanto who has a monetary interest in their product being widely used. Okay. Let's say with all the multi-billions of dollars that a company like that has, if they say, well, you know, look, we're not going to buy off a politician. We're not going to pad your pockets. To do the right thing. But if you don't do the right thing, we might we're going to put it. somebody in your place to run against you and make sure that they have plenty of money to win. See, that's how yeah, not, this sort of thing gets to that extent. And once again, money becomes more important in the moment. Yeah, and the welfare of and, of of citizens.
6: and, to, and that's uh, that, go ahead. Yeah, that's R-D-J-P. one thing that we're not going to change because we've seen this in so many things. You've seen it on the gun rights whenever it comes up against the colleges. Mm-hmm. I've seen it on the health care whenever we're for a free health care market and for health care and you and you see the uh, Medicaid companies come in and the hospitals and the insurance companies all get together and they want the billions of dollars to come in and all these state jobs and everything else. All you can do is is what what you're trying to do is try to educate the people but uh, as far as the cronyism at our state capitol and our politics, I tell you what, it's a long hard road. We've got to, we've got yes, to tell people, people be we're poisoning. Yes, but don't be a pessimist. Quit saying <laughs> we can't change
7: it. Yes, we can change it but, but if you educate the people and they show up in force and demand change. And December 6th p- is a chance for people to show up in force, is it not? The plant board, there's going to be a final decision on this. You just had a committee meeting, Richard, <laughs> yes. Uh, yesterday. Yes. The committee decided what? They're going to Allow dicamba had been banned from use until what April of was it April of this
12: year?
11: Yes, uh, for this past year, April fifteenth was the final day you could use the product, although throughout the growing season farmers um, ignored that law and used the product anyway. And so yesterday at the plant board meeting, at the pesticide committee meeting, they ignored more science that was given to them by Dr. Cartwright from the University of Arkansas. They ignored that science. They went with the, with the uh, pol- I'm going to say the politics, mm-hmm. and said, let's go with June 15th because we have a group of farmers that want to spread until June the 15th because it's the easy way to farm. Um, small farmers that only farm the amount that they can manage, they do it the traditional way. Some of the large farmers, they want to plant the crop and spray it and be done. And it's an easy button for them. And that's where this contention lies.
7: So what was banned is now being used again until June. So you can use it but with stipulations. The problem is now it has to go before the full plant board, and that's de- that's December 6th, correct? That where is- do people need to go? If they want to weigh in on this, where can they go and let their voice be heard? And then also tell people where they can go to find out more information about this so they can come and argue from an educated position.
11: Okay, so on December the 6th, there will be a full plant board meeting where where they will hear uh, the recommendations from the Pesticide Committee. Where and That when. is at the plant board um, office there uh, on Natural Way. In what city? In Little Rock. In Little sorry. Rock, okay. And and then the public is invited to come. What time? Um, that has not been set. I don't believe that has been set, at the time. Okay. M- maybe one thirty.
7: Where can people find out what time once they decide? Is there a place uh, under the state capitol, under the government website? Yes, they can, they can
11: go to the uh, Arkansas Department of Agriculture website and look at the plant board schedule. That's ironic, isn't it? Yes. Uh, So they can look at that, and then there will be a 30-day public comment period after the December 6th meeting. So I encourage everyone to come to the meeting on December the 6th, make your public comments during that 30-day period, contact your legislators, because this has to go before the uh, legislative council before it becomes law. So it's not just something that plant board itself makes a decision on it has to go to the legislators
7: what is uh, duck? this is actually going to affect the duck population in arkansas which duck hunting is huge can you tell us very quickly do we have time for him to get into that because i'll well, we'll come
2: that, back and we're okay. going to talk about duck hunting okay because that's near and dear to a whole lot of people's that's right. hearts all right we'll be back to talk about that with our special guest today talking about this pesticide and uh, how we should be dealing with it don't forget about What's going on with Horton's Orthotics and Prosthetics here in Little Rock at their 12th Street location? They're just about finished now with, uh, you know, completely demoing and uh, and adding the additions to their very first site uh, where they started this business back in the 80s, making it a state-of-the-art facility with the latest technology in prosthetics and orthotics. Ladies, if you have had uh, breast cancer or You've had uh, breast removal because uh, you don't want to get breast cancer. Uh, then uh, Horton's is the place for you to go to look for the prosthesis that you need to be able to give you, um, you know, the uh, the I don't know what the, the right word would be uh, the the self the self worth back that you have because uh, you know breasts play a huge role uh, in in uh, with males in America. Uh, They can help you out. They've got a whole place now set up specifically uh, for you, privacy, comfort, so you can be fitted correctly, and it can look uh, great. It's all because Horton's prides itself on their patient relationships, locations, and uh, Little Rock, they also have locations, North Little Rock, Bryant, conway fort smith and searcy that's horton's orthotics and prosthetics providing a lifetime of support all right coming back the you can find the legislative council easy all you have to do is just google who's on the arkansas legislative council 20 and 2018 and it brings up the list i'll tell you the chairs are uh, senator bill sample and uh Representative Jim Dotson, the vice chairs are Senator Terry Rice and uh, Representative John Eubanks. I'll just run down the senators that are on it uh, Bledsoe, Caldwell, Chesterfield, Alan Clark, John Cooper, Joyce Elliott, Scott Flippo, Stephanie Flowers, Missy Irvin, Brian King, Uvalde Lindsay, Bruce Malik, Jason Rapert, and Gary Stubblefield. Representatives, Bob Ballinger, Scott Baltz, Ken Bragg, Bruce Cozart, uh, Cozart uh, Gary Deffenbaugh, Joe Ferrar, Deborah Ferguson, David Felding, Justin uh, Gonzalez, Kim, Kim Hammer, Joe Jett, Greg Letting, Frederick Love, George McGill, David Meeks, Josh Miller, Reginald Murdoch, and... Chris Ritchie, along with Jeff Wardlaw. Now, some of those folks will be stepping down as of January 1st, like David Meeks and others, because they didn't run for re-election. There'll be new members of this group in 2019. But since this meeting is taking place in December, these are the people you need to get in contact with and say you need to vote against this. You need to get this under control. We do
7: not want dicamba in this state.
2: So, right. what are what are the scientists saying to get this under control? Can you use dicamba in any way, shape, or form, or
11: does uh, do you have to get rid of it completely? Well, <clears throat> prior to uh, two thousand and sixteen, dicamba had been used as what farmers consider a burn down, so they kill the weeds prior to planting in early spring. But back in two thousand and twelve. Uh, researchers at Penn State University began a study. And in 2015, they came out with the results. And the results were, if you use dicamba in a widespread area in warm temperatures, you will have a 50% reduction in pollinator habitat, Mm -hmm. along with 50% reduction in pollinator visits. They were telling the EPA that in 2015. David Mortensen, who was at Penn State, started telling the EPA that in 2010. He told the EPA that in 2018. But our weed scientists have been saying for the last two years, you cannot use this product and keep it on target. It will move. It will damage other crops. It will damage other vegetation. It will damage the environment. And if it's in the air and it's doing all of that damage to vegetation, my question is, what is it doing to me as I breathe it, and what is it doing to my kids? Okay, so there is
2: a problem with humanity as well is what you're telling us.
11: Yes. It, it boils down to, do you like to see uh, the wildflowers? Do you like to see wildlife? Do you like to breathe clean air? We 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 already have issues in agriculture with smoke and with other pesticides. It has even been brought out this past summer that this product moves in irrigation water. So if it is applied to the crop and then you irrigate the crop, it moves wherever that water leaves the field, which it eventually ends up in a ditch, and then it ends up in a slough. All right, I'm going to ask you to hold
2: on. When we come back, we'll answer that question that we posed before we went to the break, but we came back, we had... Little time. We will get into ducks as well. We want to get into what he just said. We'll talk about it more here on the Dave Ellswick Show right after the news. I got to tell you what, in here in just a few moments, that's top of the hour, I'm going to make a new pot of coffee with some Starbucks coffee that I have so that Jan won't complain about the coffee here anymore. I don't drink Starbucks coffee. Okay. <laughs> Well, it might not be just Starbucks. I may be just lying. But anyway, bottom line is uh, I'll make some new coffee. Okay. So it won't have to be cut with a knife. There you go. That's what she said about (laughs) my military coffee. It's so black. Anyway.
6: It took a whole container
7: of creamer just to get it (laughs) slightly lighter.
6: So you just have to tell Dave to start sobering up before he gets (laughs) to work. I need a spoon to dig it out of the coffee
7: pot. That's how thick and black the coffee is. All right.
6: (laughs) Uncle Sam is licking his chops right now.
2: Can't wait for you to retire. He's going to tax you to death. Taxes on your IRA and 401k, taxes on your Social Security benefits, taxes on your investment income, and uh, it could be a field day for them unless you take steps to defend yourself now. you got about five, six years with uh, the Trump tax cuts involved that uh, you can save yourself some big money by uh, doing some things right now. You're invited to a special one-time screening of the documentary film, The Power of Zero, The Tax Train, is coming. That's happening Thursday at UA Breckenridge Theater right here in Little Rock. You can get a free ticket to it, but the event is limited to just 90 people. There's just a couple of tickets left. Get yours. If you've saved $500,000 for retirement, call to reserve your free ticket at 501 653 6690 that's 501 653 Really some invaluable uh, information in this. And if you've saved some money for retirement, don't give over half of it back to the government. I'm just telling you. Because they, they'll take that much. I took some money out of my 401k the other a uh, couple of weeks back to do some car work. And uh, for every $1,000 I took out, the federal government and state government, took uh, well the federal government took 20 and the state took took 5 so 25% off the top went to f- to the government just know that you need to know what's coming all right what you've saved is not necessarily what you're going to get back especially if it's you know been tax deferred and all of the rest that you can do with it all right we've been talking about the cambia it's uh, a a pesticide and it has some negative side effects. Scientists have proven that, but there's money involved with it. There's always money tied to uh, production of no matter what kind of widget you got. All right, and uh, you gotta measure what uh, what the uh, the negative side effects are.
3: Are they are they worth uh, having or are they worth not having? That's reality because the the purpose of government and free society is to uphold the rights of. The individuals, and if and if a product that I'm producing is is being used in a way that actually harms other people, then that's kind of what government is there for—to keep one individual from harming supposedly others. supposedly okay. unfortunately gotta got say supposedly supposedly unfortunately a lot of what the government yeah. does or maybe the vast majority of what the government does is actually a violation of human rights okay so with that
2: said we brought a a man in that is very uh, knowledgeable about this he is one of the country well the state's largest beekeepers how do you register as far as nationally are you a big beekeeper nationally no
11: uh, nationally, there's 2.6 million beehives, okay. and we have 12,000. So that's uh, wow. That's uh, one that's half a percent. A, that's still a lot of
2: beehives. All right. I mean, how many people out there have 12,000 beehives? Uh,
11: I don't know very many.
2: Okay. <laughs> all right. Bottom bottom line, uh, you're in a business that it this impacts hugely. And if you had to leave this state, what
11: state would you think about going to? well part of our business is in south mississippi down at the mississippi gulf coast so we would have to relocate all of our uh, beehives build new complex you know it's it's a multi-million dollar uh, aspect if we have to do that all right so when we left we were talking
2: about using this and when you spray it on a field let's say it rains you know a couple hours after a couple days after and uh, washes some of this off it ends up you know in the runoff the runoff ends up in a creek a creek ends up in a river whatever you know right. how it works uh this can be detrimental to uh, the duck population we want you to talk about that it also is going to be detrimental to anything that's feeding off that stream
11: that uh, decamba is is in correct well anything it so dicamba kills uh kills plants so anything that feeds on the plants it will affect Okay, And so this summer, as I was seeing the damage from the, vet, from the herbicide on the vegetation that the bees rely on, there is a specific tree that the bees collect a lot of nectar and honey from, uh, nectar and pollen from, and it is called the buckbrush or button willow tree. And duck hunters know about buckbrush swamps. Um, when a button willow tree blooms, it puts on multiple blooms, and then it produces seeds. And mm-hmm. those seeds are eaten by the ducks. And what I noticed this year is that the plant only bloomed about 30% of its normal bloom. And I know that because in the middle of July, when those trees bloom and the bees are collecting honey, this year I had to actually feed my beehives because there was not enough nectar coming in from those trees to uh, provide enough food for the bees. Okay, and where are most of these
2: particular trees located? Is it down there in the Stuttgart area or – Everybody
11: wants to go duck hunting? Well, they're actually in the whole eastern delta region of the state and probably some in the Arkansas River Valley region also. So they're a native plant, and most of the uh, plants that I'm concerned with, as far as the bees are concerned, are native plants, native vegetation. And so I went to the Arkansas Heritage Commission uh, back last summer to explain to them what I was seeing, and I sat down with a lady. I cannot remember her name. We had a conversation about this damage, and the Arkansas Heritage Commission uh, is supposed to be protecting the native uh, aspects of our state. And when she asked me, so what herbicide are we talking about, I said, I'm talking about dicamba. She said, well, who makes dicamba? I said, Monsanto makes dicamba. And she informed me that this conversation was over, and I could leave the building, and I would be better served to go to the public and uh the state would not be able to help me with this problem
2: and why is that do you feel i mean evidently you've been involved in this for quite some time now monsanto evidently swings a big stick is what you're saying
11: well it appears that way um every every uh politician that i speak to if i mention monsanto the conversation ends and um i did a little research and And contacted. Are, they, are
2: they spreading the the money around amongst the uh, elected
11: officials? Well, I was told uh, that um, they don 't actually pay an official or an elected official. they just find someone to run against him, and they fund that that person and so they scare the elected official into following whatever Monsanto wants as far as primaries or, and things of that that 's correct well, we can turn you on
6: some other uh, elected officials that uh, we'll try to help you with this. There's some We know some of them personally that think with their own, their own head, head and and uh, and make their own decisions and uh, represent their district no matter uh, if it's popular or not at the Capitol or not. So we'll try to help you push this information out to some of the There's right There's a few people.
7: Republicans, and uh, you're right, R.D., are going to stand up for, for the people of this state and do what's right in this case. But unfortunately, there are a number of Republicans on that panel that are not going to follow through. Uh, but... Hopefully some of the Democrats on that panel will actually help us out here because this has to affect the, the health and welfare of everyone.
6: They're supposed to love our environment and uh, and uh, uh, help protect, you know, our trees and everything. So hopefully this should be a nonpartisan issue. It is
7: nonpartisan. But once again, it's not just the environment. We're talking about, you know, digging, let's dig deeper. We're talking about life human life we depend on this is not just environmental pretty things these are environmental issues that we actually depend on to eat and uh so it's a much bigger issue than so, just you know keeping some pretty plants out there
2: let me have, ask one question okay. here and then paul you can jump back in have we seen a reduction in the amount of food and things of that nature that's been uh, produced because this pollination has reduced as well
11: I don't know the answer to that. I do know that there are a lot of vegetable growers, such as watermelons, squash, cantaloupes, uh, sweet potatoes, people of that that are raising those specialty crops, that if this product is continued to be used, they will not be able to raise those crops. And so the food that we like to, to eat from the garden – that is what has affected it's very hard for someone to raise a garden in eastern arkansas because of the dicamba herbicide how about
2: uh orchard people people who raise you know peaches and things of that nature are they screaming about this because without bees they're they're dead in the water
11: yes um bader bader tree farm in missouri they have been cut drastically in their production because of the damage to their trees i know that the pecan trees in eastern arkansas have virtually no pecan crop this year. All right, Paul, go ahead. So the, so the dicamba is actually affecting the trees themselves. If
3: you, as you were explaining what it, how it works, is it it actually affects the reproductive system of the of the plant? And for a for a plant that doesn't come back every year, uh, the ramifications of that may be insignificant. But what about
11: trees? Does it does it permanently damage the reproductive systems, or how does that? No, it doesn't permanently damage the reproductive system, but it causes a stress on the tree and other vegetation, and it allows it to succumb to other uh, parasites or other problems that would kill the tree. So if you have multiple exposures of this product, and then you have a tree specialist come out, he may tell you a fungus killed the tree. But the fungus – killed the tree because the tree was succumbed to all of the multiple exposures so so
3: this is almost like birth control for plants and so it causes them to become infertile for at least
11: one cycle is that is that kind of how it well it depends on what uh, what stage of growth that it, that the application comes to i know in my parents backyard we have a tree an apple tree that, that has been there for 30 years and this is the first year that it did not produce one apple and um i had dicamba damage on all of the vegetation in my parent's yard and along the finch row and we were 1 mile from any soybeans where dicamba was applied so
3: you're still pretty close as far as the the wind wind factor so if you got if you if it's actually going aerosol and going um from a, into a gas then it's not hard for a gas to go a mile it's if if that's actually what's happening it's so so is there pretty good uh, is there pretty good research to indicate that this truly is what's killing the plants? Is there any way to actually test it to see that's?
11: I know the EPA on the label, the latest label for Extendamax and Ingenia, have put that you should leave a quarter mile, you should leave a buffer zone um, from any bodies of water or or specialty crops, and that includes trees and broadleaf. So the EPA epa knows that if this product comes in contact with this vegetation that it will kill it or it will significantly damage it all right so when we come back we got to get a
2: final break in specifically i want to talk about how you can get involved in this i mean this is going to be you know people getting involved and if enough people text if enough people write in if enough people show up and i know it's at like 1 30 in the afternoon that's why they do it at 1 30 in the afternoon if you can show up and uh, you know and testify and say you think that this should stop this is the way you can stop it in its tracks we'll come back and talk about that as we continue here on the dave ellswick show all right, back uh, for the last few moments. Jan, I personally want to thank you for bringing your guest in today for us. It's an interesting topic. It's one everybody should be aware of. But I want to tell you what, they will just roll along as uh, normal unless you who are listening right now, uh, if you go to our website, 101.1 FM, uh, the answer you can share this hour with all of your friends. Just send it, uh, send it out and share it and tell everybody to get involved in this. It will take all of our efforts to stop it. That's just the bottom line. It will take your effort to stop it. And there's plenty of science behind this for me to say sounds like a, a good idea. Now, you said that the farmers can either do, uh, do it the old way or the new way.
11: Explain what the differences are. Well, there are, <clears throat> there are, still, um, there are still herbicides that can be used. And if a farmer rotates his crops – as if he plants soybeans one year and he plants rice the next year or he plants corn, there are rotation practices that can be put in place that you use different chemicals, uh, different herbicides that will clean up the weeds. Where we have the problem is where they plant soybeans year after year after year. And honestly, some of the land that they're planting is land that shouldn't be farmed anyway. It's in flooded areas. It takes forever for the land to dry out for them to fa- to, to plant the crop, and then it gets infested with with the weeds and so my opinion is there's some land that shouldn't be farmed it should be put back into wild land, wild lands um well so.
2: maybe we'd be able to find some of those animals that we don't see so much you know bob whites things of like that nature quail you know that uh, we could go out and hunt again uh if we had the the natural habitat those birds for instance need to have that's right I mean, I mean, that makes sense to me. Makes sense too that you rotate crops. I mean, biblically, that's why you let a field rest mm-hmm. in a every, growing season. Every seven years. That's correct. You let it rest because you you depleted it. You now, the, the reason we don't deplete now is because we artificially continue to feed it that's you know i I mean that's some of the some of the good parts of science i think think we still deplete though
3: i think we're still depleting things we're just adding some of the stuff back when you end up with factory food but here's the bottom line bottom line is
2: we can feed the world the there was a time you know 30 years ago that was not the case i mean herbicides have had a positive effect upon yields i make no bones about that but I do make bones that if you have a herbicide that you're using that is destroying more than it's producing, you need to start thinking about what you're doing.
3: Yeah. Productivity is not the only thing. It's it's Productivity is awesome. But if you're being pro- extra productive but you're poisoning your neighbors, that's a problem. Yeah, but yes. If, and,
7: when, and when you have a company like Monsanto making donations to organizations like Ducks Unlimited, and then you wonder why Ducks Unlimited is not getting involved in this fight because they, of all organizations, should be defending uh, the wildlife and the ducks for the ducks hunter, duck hunters. But, you know, there, there's always an explanation to why people, agencies, politicians don't do the right thing when it, the right thing makes all the sense in the world. And when they don't do the right thing, you always need to look at the bottom line, which is the dollar. If you're a member of Ducks Unlimited, I challenge you to call them and ask them why they aren't standing up and fighting against dicamba. And That's then ask good. them how much money they get from Monsanto every year. And
2: you don't have to call national. You can call your state representatives mm-hmm. in that That's right. organization. They can give you that, that information as well. Any more questions uh,
6: from you, RD? i just like to point out that I don't know if dicamba, as we were talking about, has had specific studies, but I have heard studies to where Roundup and a lot of the herbicides that are used uh, get on the pollen, and the bees take that pollen back to their nest, and it affects the larva in the nest, and also gets infiltrated into the honey. So, uh, so,
7: uh. It actually says that on the pack like seven dust, and some of those products because I actually grew a little pumpkin patch, just a little side patch off the side of my gun range this past year. Because she gonna, liked to
2: shoot the pumpkins. No, well, I haven't
7: even shot the pumpkins yet. I haven't shot them yet. But I am no domestic goddess. You can be sure that none of them were used in my kitchen. But I, I it was an accident that I grew that patch. And I'm going to get into how that happened. But anyway, yeah. once they started growing, I wanted to protect them. And I learned about squash bugs and all these things that attack. And I wanted to protect them by using all natural products. But even on some of those pesticides that you look at, it says, be sure not to spray them on the flowers because the bees it will kill the bees it will destroy the you know so they know on a number of these products you need to read the fine print but what i did discover is that something as simple as baking soda and water kills fungus on mm-hmm. plants i was like really and it really works there, there's always another solution. It's just not always the easier solution. And
3: you
6: can, you can safely eat that stuff if you want to. And then, yeah, I'm all for protecting the bees. Now, if there's one thing I love, it's honey. And uh, me too. Oh, uh, speaking of, and, I we I did have one. Can I get? You're ready? Go, go ahead. Who do you supply
11: around here that we can get your honey? So before uh,
7: he leaves the state <laughs>
11: yeah. yeah so right now we we sell under a, a local brand called Crooked Creek bee Company Crooked Creek and we're in Whole Foods and natural grocers and a lot of the health food stores in the, in, the, in the surrounding area okay now is that I've always heard that the best honey to consume is the the honey
2: that's closest to where you live because you get uh, you know more of the stuff in the area as far right. as it helps you, you combat know, allergens that are specific to, to your thank area you, that's yes. what I was trying to get to yeah that's correct all right. So do, do you, will your honey help me? I live in Cabot.
7: Not after he moves out of the state. Oh,
11: come on. Not I'd like li- to say, li- li- say li- it will. Mm-hmm. I'd like to say that okay. it will help. Uh-huh. I, I would like to add one thing, Dave. Uh, I'm not a tree hugger. Never considered myself a tree hugger. But I hate to see this state, the natural state, I hate to see it destroyed out of convenience for some people that want to do something the easy way. And if you want to be able to raise a garden, if you want to keep trees and ornamentals alive and well in your yard... You need to show up at the plant board on December the 6th. You need to call the governor's office. You need to call the plant board office. Call the Department of Agriculture. Call your legislators. Call your mayor. Call everyone that you can think of and get the word out that that you do not want this product being used. We know what it does to plants. They haven't done studies on what it does to humans. And I can't imagine what it's doing to my lungs as I breathe it through the summer months. Well, my stinger has been bothering me. What can I tell you? I don't want to go there. <laughs> hey,
6: if it's bad for insects, you know it's bad for humans. All huh? right. Coming up in the next hour, we got a
2: break. And uh, is there anybody police place they can call? Uh, and talk to
11: you or talk to somebody who's kind of heading up this whole thing well i have a facebook page it's Coy's honey farm and if they want to join Coy's honey farm facebook page i'll be glad to come
7: c-o-y, C-O-Y yes, c-o-y-s
11: Coy's honey, honey farm, farm and i'll be able to converse
2: with anyone on that all right there you go so you can get involved you need to get involved in this fight i appreciate you thank you for coming in we'll have you back before the six thanks for having I me promise on. you on that all right we'll take a break we come back. Forest City, what the crap are you thinking about? We're going to talk about you and concealed carry. All right, so uh, the president had this to say about the illegals coming across the border. There you go. I got to go. I go absolutely I love go. I I go for that. I'm, I'm all about Such a
7: fighter for America. Yeah, he's
2: doing good, doing good stuff for us. All right, so in Forest City, I guess, I, I guess they consider... Uh, that they are not part of the great state of Arkansas. Because the great state of Arkansas, at least I think the majority now of the state, especially after we had that uh, specific uh, uh, breakdown of the, uh, the circuit court saying that, hey, look, carrying a firearm is under the Arkansas and the federal constitution, legal.
7: Exactly. You know, That's a recent case, TAP and, case. And
2: that, that was it an offshoot of, they were doing a thing about, uh, um, you know, gathering, uh, you know, in, from an investigation, they said, well, you can't do that. You can't stop somebody because they're just wearing a gun because unless they're getting ready to shoot somebody with mm-hmm. it. You have and, to uh, prove
7: malicious yeah. intent. That's true. Yeah, and,
2: uh, now, what? the Forest City chief said, just having bullets or was it the mayor a bullet in the
7: chamber
3: chamber was mm-hmm. malicious intent is right. evidence of malicious intent or something
7: like Th- that, that that means I, all of us in this state are criminals to so, carry so, a, their gun with a bullet in yeah. the chamber so, which is so they I don't
3: clear. do real good without a bullet in the chamber so <laughs> so if a cop is carrying a loaded <laughs> firearm with a oh but they they, a, they
7: they, oh, they get to make okay. their own laws oh, yeah, oh it's, okay but it's, so if it's, you're a so if you're
3: a member of government then there's no there's there's no criminal intent right just by having loaded weapons but you know, did, 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 I, did I miss something in my history?
7: Okay, so we what we need to do, we need to, we're going to talk this hour about a case inventing criminal statutes that actually don't exist. We're going to have to fight them. And this case, unless the city drops the charges, we'll go to court. And we will win unless the court system is corrupt, which is not unheard of in this state, but it will win at the appellate level because we've already had a case similar to this that was just recently uh, decided and
10: ruled. uh, I'm going to comment on this, Jim. Yes. Unless they're corrupt, I mean, there are some concerns on that. We've just started a 501c4 nonprofit. Um, called Arkansas Liberty Coalition, and we weren't going to l- roll it out yet, and that's who we're accepting the donations for, right? Um, on, on behalf of Mr. Chadwick, but we did a FOIA request of the police department in writing, the right way. It's not our first rodeo, and they answered it by saying that it was an active investigation, and they did not have to respond to our FOIA. So, right. when boy, you, that I wish I had error.
2: Robert Steinbach right now; he'd give him the, give him hell about that. But that's all right. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
10: Um, And Mr. Chattuck was literally, on November 1st, buying candy for his kids in Dollar General. Mm -hmm. And he was harassed for carrying a weapon. I mean, it's that simple. He was doing nothing. He was buying candy for his kids.
7: And now, because that agency realizes that they've made a mistake, they're trying to come up with or invent excuses for charging him With malicious intent. And so they we've heard. Now, I called. Let me just clarify. I called the Forest City Police Department today, told them who I was, and that I wanted to talk with their police chief or the assistant chief or anyone who can represent their agency. I also called the city attorney's office and left a message with the city attorney, Alan Klein. And ask for, I want to know, are you going to represent the city in this case? And on what grounds, what statute did this man violate? And I am told that you're planning to try to say that because he had a bullet in the chamber of his firearm, that he had malicious intent. Now, where in Arkansas law does it say that you can't have a bullet in the chamber of your firearm or you have malicious intent?
10: I want to. I want to touch on that. It, it's it's so sad that it's funny. They actually charged him with violating five seventy three one twenty one, which is which were, which is a knife statute that was repealed around right. eight years ago. But so apparently um, they
7: don't know that it's been repealed.
3: No, 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 a knife statute wasn't even a gun statute. It was they, they, were, uh, they were they were mistaken. Locked the
10: and they looked the statute down and they and they said carrying a weapon five seventy three one twenty one. Uh, so they were incorrect on what they charged them with, them. and let's go even deeper than this. On their city Facebook page, on a routine basis, they advertise for concealed carry classes that officers are giving there at Four City. So they're using, they a financial... using
3: So they're using a yeah, public page for. A city
7: police page, and they're doing it because police officers are making money off of the false narrative that you must have a license to carry a gun in this state. You do not have to have a license to carry a gun open or concealed in this state. And any instructor, prosecutor, law enforcement officer who tells you otherwise is either a liar or they are intentionally trying to deceive you for monetary reasons. And neither is acceptable. And it is time in this state that we stop this behavior and that citizens stand up and fight
10: back well, let's go let's go deep on that jen this is criminal you cannot make money from your position but and, they, and they are, are using, but they're doing they are, it they're doing it and that's actually a violation of state law they can't do it but they're doing it anyway um and then they're they're intimidating citizens into purchasing this permission slip from the officers that are telling them they must have it or they're going to get cited right um, That's corruption that cannot stand we cannot let this stand
7: so I guess I need to. I guess I need to make a trip to a forest city wearing my H and K VP9 openly on my hip, riding my Harley through town. I need. I need to pay a visit to that city, because I have concealed carry insurance, which means I have lawyers who are chomping at the bit the, the, to the, make an example of these people.
3: The, the problem is that, that they probably won't bother you. Well, they don't know. No law
7: enforcement officer has ever bothered me, and I travel all over this state open carrying And if I see an officer, I walk up to the officer and say, Hey, sir, I just want to thank you for what you guys are doing out there. You, you don't get paid near enough, and we appreciate the sacrifices you make to keep us safe. The, you know, I do that intentionally, number one, to let officers know I respect their authority. I respect people in law enforcement. I'm very pro law enforcement, but I'm not in support of law enforcement that is corrupt. And when you use your agency, For monetary reasons, for individual citizens who work for that agency, selling a lie to the people, that is the epitome of corruption.
10: This is obviously a a point of emphasis for 4CPD. Um, It was about three weeks prior to this, he was stopped while carrying in the food giant grocery store. And they also told him he had to have a permit to carry open or concealed. Um, (laughs) He made his complaint with the police department at that time, and they said they would address it. Well, you know, he gets stopped three weeks later inside a store and they say, Hey, you've got to have a so they're they're obviously preaching this to their officer. This is not just some random officer. This is this is targeted. They're doing it intentionally and this has to stop.
7: Okay, can I just say something? I am calling on our attorney general, our Republican attorney general of this state, and I am calling on our Republican governor of this state to please step up to the plate and tell and tell every single law enforcement agency and prosecuting attorney what that we are a constitutional carry state and what exactly that means so that our citizens don't have to go through that. We actually have now Jonathan Chadwick on the phone, yep. who is the citizen at the core of this case.
2: He's with us right now. Jonathan, how are you?
7: Uh, I'm doing all right, I guess. How are you guys doing?
2: Okay, a little stressed right now, I can only imagine.
7: Yeah, a little bit. Can you tell us exactly what went down, Jonathan, just so that we can hear it from you? Well, uh, a couple
4: of months ago, I had gone into um, a local grocery store, Food Giant, to, uh, I brought my girlfriend with me, was showing her that they have a little office area where you can pay local utility bills. And uh, I, I saw that, you know, I was trying to show her where that was, and there was an off-duty officer working security there. And he stopped me, and he flagged me down, said, hey, man, come here for a second. I said, hey, what's up, man? He said, uh, you got your permit on you? I said, what permit? He said, for that. And I'm like, what, my gun? Because I was open carrying it, and uh, he said, uh, "Yeah, you concealed carry permit. You got you got one?" I said, uh, "I don't have one. That's it's open carried. You don't need a permit for open carry." And he said, uh, "That's just certain places. <laughs> I said, certain places." He said, "Certain places." I said, "What certain places?" He said, "Certain places." I said, "But you can't tell me what certain places." And he said, "Look, I'm. I'm gonna give you a chance. Let you go. Put it back in your vehicle. And I don't want you to see. I don't want to see you bring it in here, or Walmart, or anywhere else around here anymore. I understand, me? And I'm just go, okay. And I turned around, and grabbed my girlfriend. I was like, you already seen where the thing is at, so let's get out of here.' And we left. Well, Halloween, Halloween night. We uh, well, they they moved Halloween. The the local, you know what, uh, you know the proper hours for trick-or-treating and stuff were up a day because it was raining. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to rain on Halloween night. And uh, she took a little guy out and he uh, he's uh, he's actually turning three next week. And uh, she made it about halfway down a block before he had a complete meltdown and she had to bring him home. So once we got him calmed down and ready to go back out and everything, it was getting close to being time for it to end. And a lot of people had already stopped apparently because it was about i don't know i think it was i think it was about eight thirty or so at this point and uh or seven thirty maybe and uh, a lot of people had already stopped so we only managed to hit a couple of houses and a lot of people had stopped giving out candy and stuff so i decided i was gonna go today after halloween when everybody marks all the candy down buy a whole big bag of it and you know
7: at the dollar general, general store right, right.
4: Uh, at, at Fred's. Fred's, okay. Uh, actually, Fred's Super Dollar. Okay. Because, well, I'd actually gone by Walmart, but they had been raided. They all their Halloween candy <laughs> apparently gone. The
2: that uh, was me. $99. I'm sorry.
4: <laughs> I, I understand, man. I'm I'm a big fan of Fatter Day too. It's get four <laughs> days a year, and they're the best holiday we got.
7: So uh, you go in to buy candy for your kid, and what happens? And, um,
4: I walk in the door. Uh, we'd actually we um, we'd, we'd gone and picked him up from the babysitter. And a friend of hers was there was needing to go by Walmart for something and I'm like, "Well, I want to go check for candy." So, come on ride with us. We went by Walmart and Walmart was cleared like I said. So, we went by Freds cuz Freds is for some reason that store just doesn't get hit a whole lot. And they I figured they would have, they usually had tend to have the after Christmas stuff longer and after thing, you know, after holiday Okay, right. so let's get to the point. And so I go there, sorry. And I walk in the door and that same off duty officer is working security over at Freds this day. And as I walk in the door, he said, hey, hey, man, come here for a minute. Let me talk to you. And I walk up to him, and I'm, I'm just expecting it, you know. And I walk up to him, and he said, you got sperm on you? I said, we've already had this conversation. He said, you're, you're right, we have. I said, and, uh, I believe Sergeant Fault. i had gone and talked to an officer at the department after that incident. I said, uh, I believe he said he was going to set you right on, you know, have a talk with you about what the law was and what, you know. And he said, I, I don't care, man. You can't have it in here. I was like, "Do what now?" He said. He said, "You can't have it in. You got to go put it in your car. Or you got to leave." And I'm like, "All right, all right, then." So I, I called Forest City Police Department and uh, asked if they could send an officer out because I was being harassed by a security guard.
7: But you so did I leave the store the at that point, right?
4: Yeah, as I, was, I called Forest City PD while I was standing there. Mm-hmm. And I walk back to the door and I look, and there's no signs that say anything about it and i'm I'm standing in the doorway mentioning that to him. I call Fred's I stepped out the door I call Fred's corporate, try to get you know somebody there to say that you know whether or not this is some sort of a store policy or something. Officers come pulling up, ended up with six officers there uh in very short time and uh which is not surprising but uh the lieutenant, which I didn't know didn't realize at the time he was a lieutenant but the, the second officer that pulled up, when he when he pulled up he asked me what was going on and I was explaining it to him. He said, can I see your gun for a second? And I said I said, Sure. You know, I'm I'm compliant with law enforcement. And I unholstered it and I hand, as I'm handed it to him, I said, I just wanted to warn you it it's live. Yeah, and, here, uh, here 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 we
2: goes, got oh. this is the story. This is the Barney Fife part of the story. Go ahead.
4: <laughs> he goes, Oh, and he uh he pops the clip out and unchambers the round he says, "So, so here's what's going to here's what's going to go down. Here, let me tell you what we're going to do." He said, "I'm taking the gun," and at that point, I'm just like, "What?"
7: Illegal confiscation.
4: I, I call, I call because this officer, this, who is off duty, is harassing me, telling me I can't do something that is well within the law. It's not the first time he's done it, and you're confiscating my property. Okay, can you explain to me why? And he he tells me he said. Uh, he said, see, if it, he said, if you didn't have one in the chamber, I'd, I'd let you go, let you put it back in your car, go do whatever you want to do. He said, but because you got one in the chamber, that shows intent to kill. He said, so I'm, I'm, we're confiscating your firearm and, we, I'm sorry, he said, confiscating your weapon and, uh, citing you for carrying a weapon.
7: And, uh, yeah, citing you for carrying a weapon, and because you had a bullet in the chamber, you're charged with malicious intent. You know this is uh, this is this is absolutely outrageous that this is happening in the state of Arkansas. I, I'm just, but but once again, once again, it's not up to that officer to create or to interpret the law. We now have case precedent at the appellate level on, on this very issue. So my my point is this: We're going to fight this, and uh, hopefully the police chief will grow a set and call in and answer to the media and, and answer to the FOIA request. Because yes. He can continue to delay answering those until the trial and say it's currently under investigation, but that is abusing a privilege that police have because you might expect that if this was a murder investigation and there were a lot of players involved and there's a lot of investigating that has to take place, but this is simply a gun confiscated from a law abiding citizen.
2: All right. We got to get a break in. Let's do that. We'll come back. We'll talk further about this and uh, give you more information because that's what I want you to do. Plus, We'll give you a place to uh, go to make a donation. All right, back with you. We've got about a minute and twenty seconds before we got to have news. So, guys that are on the phone, if you know, do do we need Mister Chadwick anymore? We, we got no. We're story. We're, we're
7: through with Mister Chadwick, and just know that okay. there is a, an organization you can donate to who is paying for the attorney to represent him, and that is America uh, Arkansas Liberty Coalition. They are a nonprofit organization. They have their what's five hundred one c three whatever it is you four, have to have I think, yeah. But- but they have that, and you can find them on Facebook, Arkansas Liberty Coalition. They're going to take care of his attorney's fees. Yeah, because so we know we're going to win. When we
2: come year. back, Robert Steinbach has just walked in, and we've got a FOIA Are question. Are you going to let
7: him sit next to me, or should we have somebody between oh, us? Because, no, you know,
2: I can bring him in. Get <laughs> I want to talk FOIA with him, because we got people denying sending out government things that oh i'm looking at him he's already he's he's chomping at the bit he can't wait to start talking about this so we got a lot of things to talk about when we get back Uh, it's all going on in forest city you got to know that uh, they have their own laws in forest (laughs) and it's the ones that they say are the law and don't you be crossing them you do going to get in trouble Well, let's see if we can diffuse that, okay? We'll just try to do that. We'll tell you where to send your money to as well. It's the Dave Ellswick Show. News is next. All right, I'm a happy camper because Robert Steinbach has made it for the last 30 minutes here so we can talk about this case some more. All right, here is where you send money to. You want to make a a donation uh, for this guy's uh, uh, attorney? Send it to the uh, Arkansas Liberty Coalition, better known as ALC. Just send it to PO Box 606, Yellville, Arkansas. Y-E-L-L-V-I-L-L-E, Arkansas, 72687. That is wow. where you send it in the mail. Yellville, I don't know where that's at. And I got all that information during the break.
12: It's a great name, Yellville.
2: Yeah, Yellville.
7: So what
12: I do when I come on your show?
7: You
6: do. You <laughs> yell a lot. No How they talk funny up there. So let, let's talk to Robert. <laughs> about you know, can this I just too. say something real yeah, quickly about ahead.
7: that that organization? That organization was formed specifically to deal with situations like this, where law abiding citizens are being have become victims of an abusive state agency, city agency. It's not just a gun rights organization. It it involves the the rights of of citizens, you know, all of the Bill of Rights. So what they're going to do is they use this money to help citizens out in situations like this. Well,
3: because this is not just a Second Amendment issue. This is also a Fourth Amendment issue. They seize someone's firearm without any kind of probable cause. Right.
6: But, but But that's the reason we have the court system that we have and the levels that we have. This is not unusual to have somebody that doesn't understand the law, maybe on a lower level, but there is a court... There's a procedure to follow to go up to the systems of people that know the law better and if justice is served, the people that know will correct it. Well you know if I think j- during,
12: during the break Jen made what I thought was an outstanding point which is look our constitutional officers, the governor, the the um, AG can step forward and say more more often, hey, We're a constitutional carry state. Uh, And in addition to Act, what is it? Uh,
2: 746. Yes, but can I
12: interrupt just a second? The governor
7: further contributed to the confusion of what constitutional carry means when he said, quote, on his Facebook page, Arkansas is a constitutional carry state. However, that is not inconsistent with a licensing requirement to conceal carry. Mm -hmm. And still, you should check with your county prosecutor because it's subject to interpretation. I have the Uh screenshot of that. That has contributed to the fact that prosecutors in this state think that they can make up their own rules in their county and that city attorneys can make up their own rules in their city. See, that's why we have to get our elected officials to step up to the plate and say, look, this is what constitutional carry means. It means it's a constitutional right, which means it cannot be regulated or restricted by any state, county, well, or city agency. And
12: there, there are a few moving parts in that, and, and, and you make some good points. It, it's an open question. I don't necessarily disagree with you, but it's an open question as to whether constitutional carry also covers concealed carry. Well, how so, can that be an open well, question? It hasn't been decided it's by the Supreme Kerry. Court. It's about carry. Right. Well, it it hasn't been decided by the Supreme Court is what I mean by an open question. So in other words, the Supreme Court could theoretically say what we understand constitutional carry to mean is only open carry. I agree no. with you, by the way. I think it- Well, oh, that's it's, good, right, because right. we're sitting next to each right, right, other. There's exactly. nothing to protect <laughs> you from the wrath of <laughs> Jan. Exactly. Like, what
7: exactly. part of shall not be infringed? It says the right of the right. people so that's to a, keep but, and bear but, arms. It but, doesn't but, say to keep and bear arms no, no. that you show everybody openly. It right. says to keep and bear arms. So, so that's your
12: interpretation, and I think it's a good one. But my point, and this was Leslie's point that we got into the argument last time about, which Leslie is- Leslie Rutledge. Le- Le- Leslie Rutledge's point. General. Thank uh you. Was simply that while uh, she believes that you can do certain things, and we can break that down. Um, she was pointing out: be careful, because local uh, prosecutors might not agree with me, and I can't tell them not to do it, other than through moral persuasion. Right, and so so why not? Why not?
3: Why isn't Leslie Rutledge maybe coming to the defense of these guys? and maybe offering. What
7: did I tell you is the bottom line of every decision by an elected official when they don't seem to be doing the right thing and it doesn't make sense. It goes back to money and it's not Leslie's Uh, personal money pocket. It's the Arkansas State Police who is dependent on the $4 million they are making a year off of concealed carry permits that the citizens think they have to have. And
3: they themselves testified to that. Yes, they did. um, I think it's a Judiciary Committee on the House end. And so the, the thing is though that why isn't Leslie Rutledge, Rutledge coming to the defense of this guy and offering legal services, legal counsel for for this guy who's apparently very clearly in the right. Paul, we've, how long have we been asking this
2: question? <laughs> Two years. Two years ago what? when we were at the state capitol and the gentleman uh, that was up in Searcy having this exact same problem. Pretty much, yeah. What did I say? This could be settled by a letter from the attorney general's or office. Or the governor. And nobody went out. There's a lot of I,
7: power I, in this I, state.
3: I, I, I think you're right. The, the, if, the, if Asa Hutchinson sent a letter to tell him, give this guy's gun back. He doesn't have to say it to them. He just has to say,
2: you know, we've, had, we've had this publicly. problem happening in the state of Arkansas. Let me just be, you know, clear. Mm-hmm. We are a constitutional carry state, and you shouldn't be stopping People who are uh, not doing anything illegal. Yeah, and de, and de, plus we got a, we got a court case now. To right back and, it up, and,
12: and that's the point that Jan ha- has also raised uh, earlier and previously. And I think it's an excellent point. That's moral authority, but it still doesn't it's stop constitutional authority too. R- right, but in a sense, right? Meaning, if a local prosecutor decides to prosecute that. The governor can't stop it, and then it's up to, the, ultimately, the Supreme Court to decide. But so we've already had the appeals court decide on this issue. We year. did. We did. That gets, you, that gets you further. It doesn't get you across the line. I, I agree with the appeals court opinion, as I think you do as well. So but we've got to get yeah,
2: up in front of the we justices. We've got to get it before
12: the justices. That's right.
2: Okay, That's so right. how do we do that?
12: It's a good question, because
7: this may be the case. Because, you know, in the past, we've had some of the the cases that have run into issues with law enforcement involve citizens who didn't have the, you know, a stellar record and there were other extenuating, like the Taft case at the appeals court, actually, the guy did have drugs on him. So people are like, well, you know, but this one, as far as I can tell so far, this was a completely a law-abiding citizen. There were no other Uh, extenuating circumstances. He wasn't doing anything else illegal. He was simply (laughs) in there buying some candy for his kid and he had a, a gun on him, open carrying, which is what so, I do every day. So that
3: makes about. it even harder for this case to get before the Supreme Court because of the fact that it's it's such a slam dunk case. What 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 needs to happen is you need to have some courts to get it wrong two or three times in a row. And so that's that's how you get in front of the Supreme Court. What happens like oh, with the, but like we're with the, having but, we're having elected officials get it wrong right. over and over right. and over right. And, right. That's and those the people problem. need those people need to be prosecuted but the, unfortunately we don't have prosecutors that actually care enough about human rights in this country to prosecute law enforcement officers who violate the citizens rights we need unfortunately the only, only um, options we have is a lawsuit and and it's kind of hard to sue mm-hmm. law enforcement agencies and law enforcement themselves because they've got protection they've got immunity from their own criminal behavior.
7: Mm-hmm. Well, the bottom line is this fight is not over and this particular case I am excited uh, because we do have case law precedent now because of the appeals court. So it this is going to be a this is going to be a battle. I think if if in the long run if the city has any sense at all, they will drop the charges. But look at what this citizen has already been through. And, yeah. th- and can he counter sue? Can he sue the city of Forest
12: City?
6: Uh It'll be a moral and uh, Effectively, when,
12: no.
7: Right?
6: It, I mean, Effect, Meaning,
12: procedurally, he can file a suit, but they have all these, as Paul points out, immunities that it won't go anywhere. But see, we
7: keep missing yeah. opportunities. Right. I, I, I right. sent a message. I called on the governor or the attorney general of this state just recently after the Taft case. I said, okay, this is a perfect opportunity, once again, for one of you so to just you step can. up to the plate and tell the people and the prosecutors and the judges and everybody, law enforcement, look, until the people of this state change by vote on a constitutional amendment on the ballot because legislatively you can't change the constitution it has to be a ballot issue so until that has changed arkansas is a constitutional carry state that means you can carry open or concealed without a license so stop harassing citizens unless you can prove malicious intent you can't even stop someone just because they're carrying a weapon openly nope.
12: you can't nope. even stop can, them can, can without probable the cause yeah, yeah. And, and you know That's why, interestingly, and I was a little upset by this, Leslie Rutledge was... The, on the wrong side of the tenth case. Yeah, her, her agency was her fighting agency. against Right, it. because she said, notwithstanding that you're entitled to carry uh, openly, uh, that we could use that to stop uh, someone who's carrying openly. Mm-hmm. That seems like a contradictory position frankly to me. I'd like to go back and, and read the briefs that she filed but if you have a right to carry then you can't be stopped for carrying, right? As a matter exactly. of logic. Exactly.
3: And so so where do we go with this? And uh, But so let me let me back up just a little bit. So generally, if you get arrested illegally, you have some case to to sue. But in a case like this, he apparently he wasn't arrested. He just uh, he has allowed them to hold his firearm, and they didn't give it back. So they basically confiscated Because he confiscated doesn't have
7: attorney, an attorney yet. They finally just secured an attorney for him today. And I say right. they. I'm talking about the Arkansas uh, Liberty Coalition has right. secured an attorney for him. They're going to pay for the attorney for right. him. But once again, citizens shouldn't have to worry that they've got to have thousands and thousands of dollars to fight their own government ent- entities that are violating their constitutional rights.
3: Right. So a so so question for for Robert is that what, is, what does it look like? As far as a lawsuit for essentially um abusing, his uh, right. abusing yeah. the the um confiscation powers of the state. I mean, well, is, is there any chance of a lawsuit there?
12: There actually, it's a great question. There is some chance because the standard for immunity for government actors is basically whether or not they should have known uh, that there is an existing precedent. Well, a TAF case just came out. And if you're not aware of that and you're in law enforcement, uh, you're doing something wrong. So, That's you why sh- I asked right. the governor or the attorney general to step up and that after
7: helps. that case. And it's that a helps. great opportunity and to step up and say, look, right. folks, look. We Here's need to law. stop the insanity. We need right. to stop the confusion. And with Republicans in control of our government, I expect
12: Republicans yeah. to do the right thing, well, but people. And I hope we're going to pass some more laws this session to clear up some of no, those. No, we don't ambiguities need more well. laws. We need less laws. Right. We've got well, too well, many uh, laws. Uh, well, there's a point to what maybe clarification. But, but yeah, uh, take the the unclear laws and move yeah. them in the direction of less restriction. So Del- that's what, deletion, yeah.
6: deletion. Right. without right. unintended consequences.
2: A break. Right. 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 Gotta <laughs> get a break. We'll come back. We'll finish up. Uh, today's show before we uh, get to the other commercials let me tell you great things about Sunny's auto salvage since rd is standing here and uh, i can talk to him how long did it take you to find a transmission for my suv a few weeks
6: yeah just a few weeks right we wanted to find one with low mileage on it that was in a clean wreck vehicle ready to go so and once you did you got a hold of me and about three
2: days later i dropped my car off Two days later, it was all done because it could have been done sooner. Problem is you got to, you know, flash the, uh, the transmission. That means you got to make it so the transmission talks to all the other computers in your car or your car don't go. It's that simple.
6: Yeah, we do, we don't know all the right people in all the right places. So, uh, we continue recycling with these high tech cars. Some cars have 15 computers on them. So, uh, we Mine not only will, more. yeah. So, we not only will sell you the part for your car, but we will hook you up with the correct person to make sure that they have the right technology to make it work. So, we provide the service of selling you the part and in the service of advising you to, uh, go to the right people to save you money and get it done right
2: last thing i got a three-year parts and labor warranty with unlimited miles for that three years i that is such a deal i can't even sit here and and, and get it across to you it's an
6: amazing warranty and Everybody, Anybody can get that. Is that correct? On every part we sell, no matter what it is, it's 10% a year for a, a part warranty, and it's extra 20% for a labor warranty. So for every part we sell, you can have a, a one-year, two-year, three-year warranty.
2: Well, it's so funny. Somebody, I, I had somebody text me and said, well, you had to pay for it, Dave. Of course I pay for it. You pay for it any place you go. But, yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, don't you, be you stupid. You can have whatever labor... Well, I wor- when you went and bought you your want. car, and it had ten years uh, or a hundred thousand mile warranty on it, you don't think they factored that into the price
6: of your car? Well, what we try to do is we give you a price with a 90-day warranty as our minimum warranty for three months. Yeah. Sometimes people just want to get their car going so they can trade it in. Right. Or some people says, hey, if it works for 90 days, it's probably going to continue to work. I'm not going to waste the money on the warranty. But we give people the options to have a cheaper option so they can do, get it less expensive, or we give them the option to to have the longer-term warranty.
2: All right. Yeah. So talk to the folks to take good care of you. nine eight two seven four five one number four. Sonny's Auto Salvage, 982 7451. I won't guarantee it, but you're going to save money. You save money like I did, where you save about $2,700. You'll talk about Sonny's Auto Salvage and sing their praises loudly. We got eight minutes. Let's go back. There's one last question for you, Robert. I love bringing Robert in, <laughs> and he comes in cold sometimes and he's saying they did what? <laughs> so I just talk, I'm going to turn it over to Jan. She can explain this to you. But the police officers in Forest City are making money off the citizenry in and a way that's the illegal. They're
7: using the city Facebook page, the city police department Facebook page for private individual police officers to promote and their concealed carry classes and they are telling the citizens you have to have a license to carry concealed or open and here are our officers and they're teaching the classes and
12: here's the cost no. well and and what's certainly clear based on the court of appeals opinion is that you don't need a license to carry open and it's not that i disagree with jan on that the constitution you're entitles not disagreeing you. with me you're disagreeing right. with the arkansas state
7: constitution and the united states constitution and the bill of rights and the second amendment but go ahead
12: right right, right. But, but but since those documents are not self-enforcing since they don't walk around in uniforms the the question is whether or not you will get arrested I if don't care you, right. whether or not police are – the fact right, that they're misinformed is their problem, not mine. Well, but but I care if I'm get, I am get arrested. But they're wrong. Yes. <laughs> but, but here's the thing. My dad gave me a great lesson once. I was making like a left-hand turn, and I, I was following the rules. And he said, wait, no, you shouldn't go yet. And I said, but I'm allowed to. And he goes, it doesn't do you any good if you're dead. Right, 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 dead right.
7: <laughs> so Is it illegal for police officers to be using the city police department website to promote their own personal concealed handgun license classes where they're making money? It's a good question. It's certainly
12: questionable. I don't know if it's illegal or not. It may very well be. I don't know the answer to that. It's certainly unethical. Yes, I agree with At you. At the very least. I agree with you. I agree with you. And if they are claiming, uh, as I was mentioning, that um, that you need a class to carry openly. They are telling people that. Yeah, that is clearly wrong, because we have a, a, a court of appeal's opinion that says the opposite, well actually, yep yeah. yeah, we're okay
7: here's the bottom line, yeah. people. Arkansas is a constitutional carry state. That means permitless carry. The legal definition for constitutional carry is that there is no permit, no training requirements, period. That it is a right, not a privilege. And there's a very different (laughs) definition between what is a right and a privilege. A right is something you're born with. A privilege is something an entity can give you. A right is inalienable and cannot be taken away, regulated, or restricted. A privilege
2: can be. here's Here's the problem. And I I agree wholeheartedly with you, but I've been watching people getting um,
12: arrested.
4: (laughs) Yeah, arrested
2: and and being not charged or found guilty, but running it up right to the court date, having to get a lawyer and go through all the rigmarole you got to go through. And I agree with you, Jan, Mm -hmm. but just understand, everybody has to understand. If you're going to stand on principle, it might get ugly sometimes.
7: That's why you get concealed carry insurance. My insurance is $10.95 a month. For $10.95 a month, I have a lawyer available to me 24-7 who is chomping at the bit to stop rogue agencies like this. And law enforcement officers, whether it's prosecutors, whoever, if they're stepping on the rights of the people, this this and attorney is ready you. to that's get them. the
2: best thing you can Gotta do. got to fight. Right. And that I way I don't have to worry about and paying in, and, and the
7: expense of, of an you're attorney not and not be fighting. That's right. because
2: of it. All right, to help out this gentleman, uh, to make a donation, you can send your donation to ALC, that's Arkansas Liberty Coalition, P.O. Box 606, Yaleville, Arkansas, 72687, or go to PayPal, Arkansas Liberty Coalition, one word, at gmail.com that's arkansas liberty coalition at gmail.com and that's from rick bernard from uh, 746
7: it is a crying shame that we as citizens are having to pay money out of our pockets to fight the very elected officials that we pay to represent us. I am sick and tired of that. And not
3: to just represent us, but to protect our rights. And they're the ones violating
6: them.
7: Well, get ready, because I'm going to Forest City with my gun.
6: People (laughs) have always had to fight for their rights. And a camera rolling. It's nothing new. You have to fight for them. And, uh, you know, I've had – uh, I've paid tens of hundreds of thousands of dollars for an approved engineering plan to put a business in, and everybody had to sign off that they approved of this plan that I spent over $100,000 on. And when it come down to it, I'd followed it to a T. Some of them wouldn't sign it for personal reasons. and you know, But I had to stand up and fight for stand, my rights. Stand People, on what you know the is right. Only, everybody in the world is after the rights of the United States. Uh, rights are something that you will not have if you're not willing to fight for them. All right, Robert. Nothing new. Are you available again tomorrow? I'll check. All right. <laughs> if he is, I got to have
2: him back on because I want to know another question I got for him. And that's from the, the, the story today in the, or yesterday from Dim Gas. Can a dog have their due process rights violated? That was a question
12: that I thought I was coming in to talk That's about. That's
2: right, but we have this exactly. one, which was even exactly. bigger as far exactly. as I'm concerned. But I'll leave you, you never with the story so you can read it. You won't believe how much paper they took up to do this story. It's incredible. All right, Jan, thanks for coming in. RD, of course, to you as well. Paul, you as well. Yes, sir, thank you. And we'll you. see you all next Tuesday. Don't forget that those places to make donations make five bucks. If uh, about 300 of us make five bucks, he's got plenty of money to defend himself. All right, Dave Ellswick show, The Bible Guys are next. We're talking about Hanukkah. All right, let's get to the final hour of the Dave Ellswick show on a Tuesday. That means The Bible Guys are here. We're going to talk about Hanukkah in a moment, but we're going to start off with a broader question first. Steve is here. Uh, Steve Hess is with uh, Agape Church. Scott Stewart is here. He's the pastor of Agape Church, and then Billy Miller is here, and uh, he's like... Uh, He's here to break up uh, the ties. Well, there you go. <laughs> All right. If there's a tie, whatever he says He's goes. The deciding right. He's <laughs> a deciding. He's deciding vote.
13: That's a lot of power down here. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah.
2: All right. So let's start off. We've been, as you know, if you've listened to this segment, that we talk a lot about Jewishness, and we had a person write in a question. Don't have a name. Just says it was mentioned on the show last week that the pilgrims had strong Jewish connections based on their time in Holland. Can you elaborate more as to how living in Holland would have made such connections to Judaism and effect that have, the effect that that had on the pilgrims specifically? Thank
14: you. Okay. Uh, good question. Um, well, the reason why that they were affected in, in Holland is because they didn't just live with the Dutch. They actually lived in the Jewish quarter of um, of Amsterdam. And so they've actually lived with the uh, the Jewish people. Uh, and um, living a decade anywhere is going to have a profound uh, effect on on you. But you remember the Puritans were leaving the United Kingdom because of their faith. And so they were very spiritually hungry people, and they found themselves in the middle of of people that were extremely spiritually hungry as well, and they were able to absorb much of um, the Jewish way, and in particularly um, the uh, the culture of the Jewish people and uh, the language. As a matter of fact, when they were on uh, the ships coming over to I mean, the Mayflower, coming over to the New World. Uh, they created something called the Mayflower Compact. Um, and it was basically an agreement that they were going to, how they're going to re- live their lives in this new world. And one of the things they did there is they took a vote as to what language they should speak. And um, Hebrew was one of the two languages on the uh, on the ballot. Um, they were so affected by that. Uh, and uh, we may also mention that one of the reasons why the American males are circumcised is because of the effect that the living among the Jewish people had on them. Uh, they saw themselves very much as uh truly grafted in people to the vine
2: absolutely okay so they became steeped in hebrew that's basically. right not when i say hebrew i'm using it as an all-encompassing word as far as you know uh the language the scriptures <coughs> mm-hmm. the torah yep. all of those things
14: yeah and it in, in fact once we um you know they took that vote what should we do speak english or hebrew Hebrew only lost by one vote and that was in the 1620s or about 1620 and then um in 1780 so we're talking about you know 100 and some odd years later 140 years later um they reinstituted in parliament they re parliament and congress they reinstituted a bill again should we change our national language to Hebrew so even in the 1700s we were still very much a hebraically minded people the university, we've talked about this before, the University of yeah, Harvard, 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 Yale, the of it's all Hebrew. And the reason for that is because of that Hebraic undercurrent that we had. And you don't get the whole idea of circumcision in Europe. I had a son that was born in um, in Finland. And, um, of course, what I wanted to do is I wanted to get him circumcised. Could not get him circumcised anywhere. Couldn't get him circumcised in Finland, or in Germany, or in Switzerland, and in Sweden. I mean, we were looking at having to... F- fly him back to the United States to get him circumcised. Now, in America, circumcision is is cultural now. We do it because that's just what we do in America. But why do we do it? Right, Uh, And it's
2: not because you're
14: cleaner if you're circumcised. They do it because it was scriptural to do that. That's right. They saw us as engrafted into the vine as covenant people. And make a long story short, my son doesn't necessarily like it when I tell the story. But I'm like, what are we going to do? And finally, we found someone who said, we'll do it, but we have to wait till he's six months old, and then, we'll, then we're going to put him completely under Ugh. anesthetic. Yeah, well, you don't do it's that. painful. You don't do that to six months old. Right. So – uh, it just for, I don't know why it didn't before. it Just popped into my head. Of course, stick into the synagogue. Find the nearest synagogue. They'll Absolutely. be happy to. Uh, and of course, you know, given our situation, there was none And where we lived. I had to go all the way down to Helsinki. And so I called up the uh, the synagogue and said, uh, uh, I said, "Unto me a son is born." And they're like, they were all like, "Mazel tov!" They're all excited. And I said, I need to get circumcision. They said, "Are you a, a member of the community of faith?" And I said, "Well, yes." But not in the way you might think, <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so I explained who I was and what I believed, and uh, and they said, well, we have a mohel, which is the Hebrew word for um, the one who does the circumcision, and uh, typically they're medical doctors now, and this guy was, and so we made it the appointment, and uh, and the doctor said after the after the circumcision, I'll come back to your house for the party, and uh, he was explaining all the stuff. I'm like, party? Oh yeah, of course we give a big party after that, mm-hmm. uh, and. Um, the Jewish people are a party in the Bible. It, it they yeah. certainly are, and um, so I'll kind of wrap this up. But what happened is, as we were preparing to go down there, something in my heart, the Holy Ghost spoke to me and said, "Do not take him to the uh, um, synagogue." Sen- well, the guy was going to come to where I lived and do the cer- do the ceremony at mm-hmm. the house, right? And 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 the Lord prompted me and said, "Don't don't do that. You go down to his um, office in Helsinki." And I was really looking forward to having him come to my house and doing the whole bit yeah, there, you right. know, and you put all the women out of the room and you do the whole bit. And um, so, I, so we, I followed the unction of the Holy Ghost regardless of what I wanted to do. Otherwise, went down there, went to his doctor's office, took my uh, son in there, and, uh, and he said, it is a good thing that we did not um, ha- do this at your house because we had to rush to the hospital because your son's a bleeder. Uh-huh. So he was able to take care of it in the doctor's office. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but nonetheless, it was done by the mohel of the Jewish synagogue, and so that's uh, so great you
13: made story. a you made a statement about that not being cultural. I, I think that's one of the deceptions that we are fed. Right? We mm-hmm. take we take holy things, and then those who are nonbelievers uh, adopt those and claim that they're cultural, so that. Culturally, we can do away with them. Mm-hmm. If it's just something cultural and we can prove that it's really not healthy anymore or whatever the case may be, then it's easy to let go of it. When it is scriptural, uh, when it is holy, that's much more difficult to do. So it's part of the lie. It's part of the the plot that the devil uses to, to make these things, to steal these things from us, just mm-hmm. like we have with the holidays. We're going to be talking about a holiday here in a minute, just like we have with the holidays. It's not just making them go away. It's going, hey, here's something that will replace it. And that becomes important because people have a hard time giving things up. But if you can replace it with something that's shinier and newer, um, sometimes you can convince them to give those things well, up. The big thing is now, look how much pain you
2: put that child yep. through. Look yeah. how much, uh, you know, it's not necessary for it, uh, you know, for it to be hygienic and, right. and what not.
13: And if it's just cultural, you you can give that up. If it's something else. Absolutely. It
14: sounds very European, Dave, the whole word you just said there. And that's what I had to fight against. Everybody was freaking out that I had circumcised my son. They were very unhappy. Why would you do that? The nurses were looking at me as if I was some type of a horrible individual. You mutilated your child. Yeah, Yeah,
2: I've read all the articles. Believe me, I have seen all the articles. Okay, so Abby sent us, and this will lead us into what this segment uh, is going to be. I'm going to read her question, then we're going to take a break. Because I'm going to set it all up. Uh, We're learning about this, and learning about what? Well, it's Hanukkah, and teaching our son as we go. Last year was our first year to celebrate Hanukkah, and I know it confuses people to see non-Jewish people, (laughs) Christians, doing it. How do we easily explain why we do it and why they should too says abby well with that question which is a very good question Mm -hmm. we'll take a break and then we will come back and we're going to talk about all of that because uh steve and and scott and billy going to talk about hanukkah hopefully here in the very near future we'll be able to get the menorah up here uh, on the table you'll be able to see it all and and, Scott, can, we can maybe get a dreidel in here and oh, yeah. get some guilt, and I can eat some chocolate. But anyway, <laughs> bottom line, don't forget. got to win it we We're going to come time. back and talk. Yeah, you got to win it. <laughs> uh, Aero plumbing aeroplumbing.net wants you to know they have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. If you're not 100% satisfied with their service that they provided, they're going to refund all your money. Here's the next one they got. Clean house guarantee. They guarantee that their expert will clean up after himself and leave your home clean or they'll send a professional to clean your entire home. And last but not least, the no lemon guarantee. They guarantee that the equipment or fixtures they've provided and installed in your home will perform as they have stated. If any equipment or fixture fails three times in the first year, They're going to replace that item at no charge to you. To get a hold of Aero Plumbing, it's the only plumbers that I use, all right, aeroplumbing.net or go to uh, uh, Google and just Google Aero Plumbing. All right, back with you. Scott Stewart is here from Agape Church. I'll tell you more about that here a little later on in the show. Uh, You know, Steve Hess is here as well. He decided to forego the deer stand and then – Billy Miller. Did you ever get one? No.
14: Okay. I got one given to me. Yeah. Uh, Maybe I should do that. Um, David, let me ask you a question. Did you skip Sundays just to go out <laughs> oh, to your
9: house? I did not. Oh, I, in fact, right. I made up my I mind that I wouldn't do that. there's something
14: in that. Steve, nah. I was
9: <laughs> – No. No.
14: <laughs> Wow, let's Uh, talk about uh, Hanukkah uh, real uh, quick.
2: Let's move to Hanukkah. Let's go back. i got to (laughs) wipe my (laughs) my, (laughs)
9: nose.
2: Let me me read that question again because it's a great question. And because, you know, if you do something that's typically not what's done normally in your Christian circles, people will look at you strangely mm-hmm. and ask you well why
13: are you doing that mm-hmm. and we don't know uh, really think about that sort of thing <laughs> no, no
2: abby abby says that uh last year was our first year to celebrate hanukkah and i know it confuses people probably an understatement to be honest abby confuses people to see non-jewish people christians doing it how do we easily that's Probably the tough okay. word there. Mm-hmm. How do we easily explain why we do it and why they should too? I Thank think it's you. A little Abby. bit more
9: difficult to do than when we talk about the rest of the feast or we talk about Sabbath, uh, simply because those simply say God said. You know, right. God gave the other feast in Leviticus twenty-three, gave a Sabbath in the beginning of Genesis, uh, but this one we often turn to John chapter ten and verse twenty-two, where it says that Jesus went to the temple for the Feast of Dedication, which is the Feast of Hanukkah. And he went there to make a point. Um, so we we can just say, well, or we shouldn't just say, well, Jesus went and celebrated it, therefore we should. We should look at why he was there and then what other reasons would we have to do something that is obviously extremely Jewish, um, even more so, I guess you could say, than how the feasts are represented. Well, he went there during that time because what happened, We were they were celebrating the rededication of the temple – uh, that was taken over back from Antiochus of Epiphanes. The Maccabees rose up and and kicked out um, all those people. And then as a result, according to Jewish tradition, they were rededicating the temple and they, they needed enough uh, oil to rededicate the temple for eight days. The reason they were doing that is because they were following the tradition of every time the temple or the tabernacle was dedicated in the past, it was done on tabernacles. So they followed, which lasted eight days. Uh, And so according to Jewish tradition, it was a miraculous thing that the oil lasted that. But that that, again, that's tradition. Um, But they were lining up with the um, um, what they believed uh, happened on the uh, Feast of um, Tabernacles. But if you go and look in the book of Daniel in chapter 8, it prophesies this event. Unfortunately, a lot of our end times prophecy teachers try and make this in our day, but this actually prophesies um, the rise of Alexander the Great, the dispersion of the Greek Empire into four different divisions, uh, and Antiochus' family rose up out of one of those. And it prophesies that the temple would be overrun for a period of 2,300 mornings and evenings, or basically three and a half years, but then it would be... Um, Rededicated, so um the feast and and this was prophesied two hundred years. Daniel recorded this two hundred years before this event happened. So we should remember this event because one, it is fulfilled prophecy. two, had it not happened, there would not have been a temple over Jerusalem for the Messiah to ride into and to fulfill all of the promises. And when Jesus showed up to celebrate it in John ten, what happened? Well, Antiochus declared himself to be God in the flesh. So Jesus mm-hmm. shows up on the festival in which the Jewish people are celebrating the time in which they defeated a man who represented God or, or considered himself God in the flesh. And who was actually in the temple in John ten twenty two, God in the flesh. Right. So And he even got into a point with the uh, the leaders there. He got them so mad because he referred to himself as the son of God that they started to stone him. So he was even making that point to go, hey, you guys are celebrating your defeat, but let me tell you what's really happening here. So I think we should keep it for all of the reasons that were going on there. Fulfilled prophecy, if it wouldn't have been done, Messiah wouldn't have been able um, to come in and fulfill all the prophecies, is a representation of who he really was. Um, And it, it does keep our connection, which, you know, we all try to declare and uh, maintain with the Jewish people.
2: All right, we got a caller. So let's talk to our caller. Donna is in Maumel. Donna, how are you? Welcome to the Dave Elfwick Show. It's your time.
5: Okay, quick question, and I hope I'm not going to offend any Jewish people because I don't mean to, but I was always told in the past that Jewish people did not believe Jesus was the Son of God or the Messiah, but then I've been told lately that some do Mm-hmm. and some don't. So what's the answer to that?
2: Okay. Well, if you'll listen in, Scott, yeah. Scott has the bit in his mouth, and he's ready to spit <laughs> it out. All right? So let's let him do that. Yeah. Go at it, Scott.
14: Uh, well, yes, there are a lot of um, people who are born ethnically Jewish who have made uh, the decision to follow Jesus as the um, Messiah. As a matter of fact, there are um, more of them now than there ever have been, um and so this is a if you talk about traditional Jewish people that are that are firmly um, Jewish then yes they they don't believe that Jesus is the Messiah but there's a large portion of them that actually do as a matter of fact there's a lot a lot of rabbis that are closet believers in Jesus mm-hmm. uh, and but they know if they come out and say it then they're actually going to lose their family their position and so forth so they have to get a little bit more boldness in, in their faith but they but they believe it to be true um, and there are many <clears throat> and Donna, this might be a, a little stretch here, but there are there are within Jewish thought there there are basically two messiahs. We have got two minutes. Two messiahs. One is called Messiah Ben David. One's called Messiah Ben Joseph. Uh, messiah Ben Joseph, they believe, is a messiah who comes and suffers and dies on the behalf of the Jewish people. Right after he dies, the messiah. Um, Ben David shows up, raises the Messiah Ben Joseph from the dead, and the two inaugurate a messianic age. And there are many rabbis today saying, "You know what? We can accept the fact that Jesus was the Messiah, son of Joseph. They can see that he could have been the what they call the suffering servant." Uh, so there are a lot of them who are who are now moving in that uh, in that direction. And Moses has has happened since 1967, which is very, very significant, because Jesus said, Jerusalem will be trodden down by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. The Gentile age closed in 1967 when Jerusalem came back into the hands of the Jews, and then it began a door open to the Jewish people, where there are now more Jewish people following Jesus as their Messiah than ever before.
2: All right, because they've been blinded then.
14: The, script, the scripture tells us that uh, yes, yeah, that there are those who have been, who have been uh, blinded, but not obviously not uh, not all of them. But when Jesus made that prophecy, um, it was Jerusalem was being held by the Romans, and then on, on June 6, sixty seven, it came back into mm-hmm. the hands of the Jewish people, and a Jewish outpouring, a revival began at that point that is now
9: overtaking the world.
14: So uh-huh. it's a good. It's good news, Don. A good question. Amen. All
9: right. Go ahead, Steve. Uh, I just uh, some... amen. It's the season that we're in. There was a, they were. Part of it because Romans eleven says they would be blind for a season that they couldn't see it, uh, and unfortunately, a blanket statement like "none of the Jews believe" is not no longer true. There are a lot of Jewish people. It's the fastest growing faith uh, in Israel right now. There are more yeah. people coming to faith in Yeshua as the Messiah than any other. Messianic, of history. messianic, messianic, and there are a lot of a lot of people are very hopeful.
14: Um, although the millennial generation, they say, you know, over the world is very tolerant and very open. Jewish believers in Israel saying this could be our greatest opportunity mm-hmm. because our millennials are so open and so tolerant maybe for the first time they don't carry the baggage of the Holocaust they they, they don't carry the weight of the tradition maybe now their openness will allow them to accept Jesus like never before.
2: Alright there's more coming Hanukkah is on the front burner on the Dave Ellswick show. Alright we're back okay let's get into uh, talking about Hanukkah. First thing I want to say about Hanukkah is a simple statement it isn't jewish <laughs> christmas amen <laughs> uh, so many people think and i did at one time yeah that sure. it, it's jewish christmas it is not jewish christmas i don't know if the menorah is up over there by uh was it uh, u.s bank is that who it is at it, uh, uh chanel and oh, uh that one, Bowman.
9: They're, they're supposed to light one at the capitol this sunday night i believe yeah, it's because it's yeah. starting
2: yeah uh but anyway it as you heard uh, Steve talking about the history of it, it's a it's a a big Jewish celebration, mm. and uh, I think there's nothing wrong with Christians wanting to celebrate it as well, as long as you understand you've been grafted into the vine. Right. That's right. right. And the vine is the Jewish religion. That's mm. right. Yeah. All right. So you're Jewish whether you like it or not. <laughs> That's right. Well,
13: you you're either Jewish or unsaved. Those are your options. <laughs> yeah. So, I'd rather be saved. To yeah. be honest with you, it's probably now, a bunch of heads about what to the.
2: What the Jewish people refer, refer to us a little bit differently? We're not called Jews. We're called what?
14: Goy. Goy. Well, well basically, which Gentiles. means
2: what? Gentile. Okay. Yeah.
14: Some people. Some. Some. Some of them would see certain groups of the Gentiles as being what they would call um,
9: righteous Gentiles.
14: Yeah, or um, uh, Noahides, hmm. and Noahides are. Um, um, That's a whole other topic, but Noahides are basically Jewish uh, Gentile people who have adopted certain things. Uh, that goes
2: back to the Old Testament, correct?
14: Uh, well, Old and Acts 15. Actually, mm-hmm. Acts 15 establishes what do you do with Gentiles who get saved. Okay. And it, it actually gives a list, a synopsis of the seven Noahide laws in there. James says, let's do with Gentiles what we've always done with Gentiles. Right, before. right. They That's don't right. keep the 613, they keep these here for incorporation into the body politic of uh, Judaism. You can't so.
2: kill your food by strangling it and all right. that. That kind of type of stuff, stuff. yeah. Uh-huh.
14: But now okay.
13: there there is a bit of a qualification there, right? Because yeah. it goes on to say, because they will hear. Moses, Moses taught, yeah. Sure
9: every week wait i have to issue a correction okay yeah you you were right when i said capital i immediately got a text from my wife Uh that says no it's at chanel and bowman that's it
2: okay they put it up every year and it's not candles so everybody knows it's lanterns that they use yeah right the the menorah Mm -hmm. but there's no doubt that it is a menorah i don't know who the rabbi is or the the local i think he's i think he's the
14: the orthodox Orthodox. Um, Mm -hmm. i'm not sure who it is but, you know, we'll,
2: we'll either, if somebody's listening and knows that, just send me a uh, uh, you know an email, Dave at SalemLR.com, and I'll get him on. With, now, a lot you know, of our a down. lot of
14: our church goes down um, for that uh, whenever they do that. So our church will go down. Our people will be down there representing the our church, and we we actually announce it at our church. I'll be announcing it this Sunday for people to go down and to, uh, to support that because this is these are our elder brothers, and we want them to feel um, that we uh, that we're with them and we support them. You know, Steve was telling the history of. Of Hanukkah, and uh, it is a, you know, a very simplified way of saying, well, because Jesus did it. Right. Um, and I think that, you know, she said, how do you make it simple? That is the h- that's, easy, that's yeah. the hardest thing yeah. to do. Um, and um, I think, I don't know how many people will stand and listen to us um, teach all that. Explain all that. You know, if you if you tie everything back to Jesus, then it really kind of seals the deal for a lot of people. And um, I'm teaching on this this Sunday, as a matter of fact. And what a big surprise! <laughs> <laughs> and and one thing that really is telling uh, is about this whole situation is this is because, as Steve said, it's not um, one of the feasts of the Lord. It's not Leviticus uh, 23. You're not going to find. Any, anything there that commands this. And I think because there is no command for it, it elevates it in a way. I mm-hmm. mean, every one of us expects Jesus to keep the Word of God. Mm-hmm. We but, expect- but
2: there's people out there that say, well, if it's not a command, then I'm not going to do it. Well, you don't even do what's been commanded. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> but let's, 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 let's be honest right. about that.
14: And Dave. I think I that's my whole point is that everybody would expect Jesus to keep the word to right. do what the word says but this is not commanded mm. and yet he does it anyway yep. that in a way lifts it up to saying, well there must be something it's important, really important about this if he and get this you were encouraged to celebrate Hanukkah at home although you could come to the temple and celebrate if you wanted to so Jesus leaves Galilee walks a week To get to, I mean, he has put forth a lot of Mm -hmm, effort mm -hmm. to do this. So if it's important to him, then why in the world would it not be important to us, especially when the Bible says to imitate Christ? Okay, with that in mind, is there
2: like a, uh, you know, Hanukkah for Dummies book or something (laughs) where, you know, it tells you each candle you light it, I'm sure it stands for something, and. You know, all of that. And you don't have to buy, like, an $800 present every candle and all of that.
9: The one I use I got from a friend of mine named um, Darren uh, um, called Just Eight Lights, and you can get it on Amazon. And he does a really good job of giving you a simple story on each night to – uh, talk about the principles or things that you can learn, during and tells you how to light the candles. And it's a very simple, real easy to read. Because I'm thinking about doing this. That's yeah, yep. I would recommend that. That's that's the easiest book. It's got a few of the traditional prayers in the beginning that you would say each night as you light a candle. And, and, again, it gives you a great principle each night. But that's that's the one I recommend. That's the one I've been using for about five or six years.
2: See, I think this is an easy one to ease folks into all the festivals and all of that kind of stuff that you want to do. But they can get their head around this one a little easier.
13: Just yeah. sure, and, and you know we have in the past, uh, particularly if we were traveling or something, simply done it with tea candles. There, there's no reason to rush out and buy some big expensive uh, Um This can be done with like what Scott brought in today. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't have to pull I'm Scott melt over, that sucker over here. Down. Uh, I'm <laughs> but uh, <laughs> we we have we have in the past done it with tea candles. Now we elevate the middle tea candle on the bottom of a cup. To be real honest, but it's not something
14: you have to. It's one that you can ease into pretty easily, um, especially if you're getting gifts. It's pretty easy. Well, right. Right. <laughs> they, my wife uh, does um, is uh, she actually takes a uh, gets a box and she rewrites the Hanukkah story every year, emphasizing a different element of it one, oh, one that's cool one time it might be oil one time it might be light one time it might be miracles or whatever and then she fills it with uh, gifts and she sends it off to our kids and they do it for their so they read they read Nona's story for the kids and each night there's a gift that goes with each one and if she focuses on lights one year she sent pen lights or those little lights that you know the laser yeah, pointer laser pointers or uh, flashlights or you know you know, it she one one year it was uh, that they scrubbed the temple and they cleanse the temple, and she sent all kinds of cleaning stuff. They got a bar <laughs> of soap. They got I means you know. Yeah, it was, it, it, they just she just thought of different little aspects of the feast, and then focused on that and made that a big deal. And the kids love Hanukkah. The thing that's hard about my grandkids, they want to celebrate all eight nights in one night. Let's yeah. open up all, yeah. these, oh. all ah, these presents okay. right away. But yeah.
9: The biggest thing to, to point out about this and what we should be really excited about is this is another story in all of the biblical stories that if you line yourself up with God, you will be victorious. That is the message. You know, the, the right. Maccabees were victorious because they went against the people who were coming against God. They went against their own brethren who turned their back on God, and God made them victorious. And God fulfilled what was written in, in Daniel eight, and so that's a, a real, honest reason, um, a tangible reason. I mean, in which we should keep it and remember because also, obviously the ultimate victory came, you know, at the cross. So well, it's just another story about how God will always, we will always be victorious if we stand on God's side.
2: I like it. I mean, I I just think it's something that needs to be done. Yep. You know, and I, and I made a statement about you know a lot of people don't keep keep the commandments basically sure. and, and whatnot. Uh, for instance, let me just you know remember to keep holy the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man, I mean, come on. Yeah. Let's 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 be honest here. They don't. You know, all the people say, well, you know, that's just you know Hanukkah is not important. Mm-hmm. You know don't have to keep that and the thing is is that you keep the lord's day holy what do you do on the lord's day Mm mm-hmm well, this watching, goes, this goes watching, watching football all day long. Yeah.
13: Right. This goes back we'll to that same off, conversation love we've had. Fog, the, I got to leave early. Get out of the parking lot. <laughs> <line. laughs> right. It goes back to that same conversation we've had several times. Which is, am I just trying to do the minimum? Am I just looking for my get out of hell free card? Or am I really trying to grow closer do to the Lord? Do you really want to have a relationship? Do you really right. want to? And guess what? Uh, I am called to be Christ like, and therefore, I really do want to do the things He did. And this was something that. He declared to be important by his presence here. Therefore, I want to experience it. I want it in my life. I want uh, I, I want not only that get out of hell. Uh, now, look, I want my get out of hell free card. Don't get me wrong. Well, but, sure. Um, I, but I also want that intimate walk.
2: I want to be able to walk into <laughs> heaven without the smell of sulfur on yep. me. Yep. No doubt about it. I'm just saying. that That's where a lot of us are, if we're honest about it. You know, we're going to walk in, but the
13: fringes of our robes right. are going to be black. Yeah. I'm looking for a well done, my good and faithful servant, not, ooh, I guess I have to let you in. That's Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Yeah,
2: I, I agree with that as well. All right, when we come back, so we, we've given you kind of a, a brisk overview of, of Hanukkah. We're going to pick this up again next Tuesday. We'll talk to it because Hanukkah will be going on during that time. Uh, also, don't forget that on Sunday night, they're lighting the big menorah down there at uh, uh, Chenal and Bowman. I don't know what time that'll it, that it happen. Uh, we'll find out and try to give you a time that you should gather down there. I I think it would be great to have several hundred people there, uh, Christians, to take part in the ceremony as well. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. We'll do more here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Bible guys are here. Uh, Scott's here. Scott is the uh, pastor of Agape Church at 701 Napa Valley Drive in Little Rock. Sunday service time is 10 in the morning, and uh, his website or the website of the church is aclr.org. Hey, let me remind you about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Uh, Eric's going to be back with us on Friday. We're going to talk about colored gemstones, and we'll talk about, uh, it's about the They're getting at the edge of if you want something made that's unique, you need to get your order in now for him to have the time for it to be ready for the uh, Christmas time that's coming up. He's located at 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard. His phone number, 246-3655. You give him a call, he'll make an appointment with you. You go in, he'll talk to you about um, if you're looking for an engagement ring, if you're looking for wedding bands, He's going to give you some homework, you know, like tell me a little bit about your bride to be, you know, give him an idea so he can be working on some stuff. Then you can go in and the two of you working together can come up with something unique and very special uh, for the engagement or for uh, the wedding. He's got a computer that is above everything I've ever seen about designing a piece of jewelry. It is amazing. You won't believe it uh, as he walks you through it. Again, 3000 Cavanaugh Boulevard, 246-3655, the number for Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Guys, you're not going to believe this, but we are at the end of this hour already. always goes fast. This has been really going fast today. Uh, Let's get that last question in because it would be remiss of me if I did not help us do that.
14: We want to remind them to attend the Hanukkah.
2: Yeah, again, that Saturday night. They got it. That's at 6.30. And then Sunday night, which is the very first night of Hanukkah, oh, okay. is going to be at 5.30. Correct,
14: 5.30. And that's the corner of Bowman and Chennault. Yeah,
2: Bowman and Chennault. And by the, if
14: you haven't had a latke, mm-hmm. show up and check
2: it out. Man. Yeah, Lutka. They're good. Lutka. They're really good. they have donuts and latkes. So I like going to, donuts, too. They're, mm-hmm. going to have, they're going to have Western food and Jewish food. I kind of like both of them, so that would be good. It's all health food. Seafood. See it, eat it. All right. So here it is, please explain, because we mentioned this last week, this particular verse. please explain the context of "Never knew you in matthew seven twenty three verse twenty one twenty three Where were these people Christians or not? Thank you, and God bless Lewis you got seven minutes
9: all right well that's um um yeah. So answer that one in seven minutes, because this is going to touch on people who believed in once saved, always saved. And it it also goes back to what we were talking about. How much do you want? So there's a lot of people who do just want to get their ticket punched, but they, they don't realize that he didn't just come for that. And some people go, what? What do we mean? He came to save our souls. He did. But he came to restore a relationship that was lost when Adam lost it in the garden Adam walked with God in the garden, and God desires that level of relationship to have been restored to mankind. And that word uh, there, to know you, is more than likely the yadah, which is the intimate word, to know intimately. When it says that Adam knew his wife, it's the word yada It means he knew her physically and intimately. And I believe God wants that level of relationship. He doesn't want us to just um, involuntarily regurgitate prayers, to just involuntarily right. do certain traditions and involuntarily just do what his word says without the heart and the compassion and the relationship behind it. And I believe there's this people who, in this, and this is who Yeshua is referring to, that they're just doing the motions, but there's no heart. There's no love. There's no passion in it. Right. And he's going, I have no idea who you are, but they're going, we did all all of these things, but I have no idea who you are intimately.
13: And I think part of our question was is he addressing Christians there or not? Obviously, there are no quote Christians in quotes at that point, but if we look at the context of verses 21 and 22, these are people who are actively pursuing um, holy works in the name of christ so i I don't think we can draw any other conclusion than yes we're absolutely talking about people who are professing believers at that point yeah it says they you you did all these works in my name yet i never knew you
14: okay is
2: is he talking about salvation at that point or is he talking about i never had a personal relationship with you i'm you know i did my my work was done to save you however there was so much more that you missed out on is it that or is it I don't know who you are
14: you I, I haven't my work didn't cover you maybe it maybe a, a mixture of the both right. I'm not sure you know he he does say he says why do you call me lord lord but you don't do the things that I command you I think this, I think we've said this many times in this program that everybody wants a savior but very few people want a lord mm, right everybody wants to go to heaven but very few people want to be told what to do and a lord does that a lord mm. governs your life and dictates how you live your life and that's what he's saying here he says not everybody who calls me this is going to enter in you've got to, you've got to own it you've got to know me in that way and um, and these people obviously were doing incredible things but you can do a lot of incredible things and and not have relationship um, interestingly he says all this he says you've done all these things you've prophesied and you've cast out all these, you've done all this stuff you've done these mighty works and then he says depart from me I never knew you you who work iniquity. Mm-hmm. That's English. But the Greek word here is anomian. And the word anomian means lawlessness. Right. So these are people who have more or less, I think, you know, were the ones who wanted a savior but not a Lord. Because what they did was they were they worked lawlessness. They worked against the law of God. And so I think that's why the Bible says by their by their fruit you will know them. What fruit is he talking about? Well obviously he's not talking about casting out demons, or doing mighty works. Well, that's because all listed by Paul later on. Because they're doing them here, and he says, that's not what I'm talking about. So what fruit is it? I think it's the fruit of their life, and the fruit of their life is those who walk out the, uh, the nomos, the, the Torah that he had given them. All
2: right, so we won't do it right now because we're moving into, quote, the holy season, mm-hmm. of Christmas and whatnot. But maybe after the first year, because with this here, we move into sanctification mm-hmm. what is the process of sanctification if there's not sanctification going on in your life mm-hmm. if, if if things are changing yeah. you probably didn't run into the risen savior that's what right. i kind of right. tell people you probably don't know the man mm-hmm. just to be honest with you because once you meet him that's right i mean really meet him you Things are changed change in you. That's right. Absolutely.
9: Absolutely. That to does. believe that you can remain the same,
14: you are deceived.
9: And, and it goes to that the fact that you don't know Him. If you could, if you have an encounter with Him, His mercy and grace will compel you to want to do good. Yes. Yep. It will not go well. Well, man, I'm saved. I got this ticket. I can do whatever I, I want, mean, want and I'm saved by what, grace.
2: Right now, I can feel the Holy Spirit working. Yeah.
9: I like tell. to quote what Pastor Chris taught on a few it. weeks ago when he taught on good. holiness, and he quoted Titus, mm-hmm. and it says, "For the grace of Smallest God." book this, in this the Bible, is, <laughs> Titus two verse eleven. It says, "For the grace of God that teaches or that brings salvation. So the grace of God brings salvation um, has appeared to all men, teaching us." that we should deny ungodliness and worldly lust, and that we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in this present age. Mm -hmm. So the grace of God should compel us to want to do good, not just take for what he did and just go, oh, well, thanks for everything you suffered for, Jesus. I appreciate it. I'll see you on Judgment Day right now. I've got some things I need to do around here for myself.
2: You know, when you you read that last verse, compels us. I have to tell you the thing that always pops in my mind, because I think it's one of the most— powerful scenes in the movie the exorcist
5: mm-hmm.
2: the power of christ compels you right you know when they're when they're doing that i just that is such a, a powerful i know it's a movie but right. you could preach a sermon on that mm-hmm. i'm just saying you can preach a sermon on that
13: the power of christ compels you hallelujah and in that same vein um, looking at the book of Revelation, chapter 22 and verse 14, it says, Blessed are those who do his commandments, for what purpose? That they may have the right to the tree of life. Yeah. So let us not divorce one from the other here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sorry, but th- the book says if you want access to the tree of life, there are some things you need to do, regardless of what modern pastors are teaching. There are some things that need to be done.
2: All right. 30 seconds, so we're done. I want to thank you, Scott, for coming in. Again, Agape Church is at 701 Napa Valley Drive. Worship on Sunday begins at 10 o'clock. You'll be home by 3. <laughs> uh, That's Steve, right. thanks for coming in. And Billy, same to you. We appreciate you being here as well. Got to get a break. I'll see you tomorrow at 2. Do- Joe and Duck will be on. And Duck will tell his deer story for you here on the Dave Ellswick Show